Welcome to In the Lap of the Pods Queen podcast with Paul, Joe, myself, David, and our very special guest, which is Alex Small. How are you doing, Alex? I'm very good, guys. How are you? Very well, very Good-bye, well. Man. Mm-hmm. Looking forward All to right. chatting to you. So, Alex, yeah. you've been in touch with us for, well, you've, been, you've been talking on email back and forth for, for maybe a year or so, maybe maybe longer. Yeah, approximately. Uh, I've been listening to the, the podcast Probably about eighteen months. Right, excellent. And I'm I'm up to date. You're up to date now. Excellent. Yeah. Um, but you you know obviously you're you're not on Twitter. Obviously, we talked to a lot of people on Twitter, so you're using um, email to, to talk to us. Um, and we obviously um, share your emails with each other. You know, making sure we're all seeing it. And normally, I'll reply to you, um, Alex. So it's been great talking to you over email. It's great to finally see you yep, and absolutely. actually speak to you face to face. You know, absolutely. Yeah. I'm um, delighted to be on, and it's. Um, it was just an idea I had because you guys are all sort of similar ages. We're all similar ages, mm-hmm. um, and we've all got our, we've all got memories of of Queen in particular. The, obviously, the periods which I'm, I'm obviously most interested in, which is when Freddie was alive. Mm-hmm. And it was just I, I've always wanted to document my the you know my memories of Queen. I've got it. I've got it on. Um, I've obviously got it documented and. You know, on my phone and stuff, but uh, yeah. it's just been nice to share it. Um, Absolutely, you know, mm-hmm. not just for you guys, but also family and friends if they were if they were, if they were interested um, yeah, to hear it. Absolutely. Yeah. No, well, we're only too too happy to help uh, uh, with this one, Alex. And uh, I mean, I know you're you're actually obviously you're a supporter of the podcast through just listening to it, but we know you've you've given you've given us a lot lots of very generous donations um, Aye, since you started listening. Really so well, again. No, you're very welcome, yeah. and uh, that that will continue because uh, it's just brilliant. It's the one the one subject I can just talk about, listen to for you know all day, every day. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's a strange how we, we didn't think we'd get this much mileage at the podcast originally. We thought, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, yeah we'll do the albums then. We'll, 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 here we are three years later, you know, almost and uh, still yeah. doing it. So, but anyway, Alex, it's not about us tonight. It's about you. So, um, so you're going to, we're really keen to hear your Queen story, you know, um, you know, where it started, how it progressed. And I guess ultimately, right up to 2023 where it actually is currently, you know. So um so probably the easiest thing to do is sort of start at the beginning. So when did it all start for you? When did Queen come into your life? Uh the best way to answer that is um it's Christmas Day nineteen eighty five. Um my mum and dad got me a tape to tape um cassette recorder. And by that point my brother Richard, he'd been into Queen I think around about a year. Um, and he'd been busy. Um, he got albums through friends at school. I don't know if you remember the old Scotch and the Scotch cassettes, the C90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still got, I still got lots of, um, <laughs> but don't play them. But uh, so we, I was aware of their music um, up to that point. Um, so they were the obviously they were the obvious choice when you know. 
we were trying to put an album together. So Christmas Day 85, uh, my brother Richard gave me greatest hits. We, we've got greatest hits on C90 along with the best of the game because the, the two albums don't fit. So I've got mm -hmm. um, the best of the game. And uh, you'll be you'll be pleased to know, Joe, that it's got um, Prime Rocket Prime Jive on it. You know, awesome, I, think we, I think we eliminated <laughs> coming soon. Actually, was and possibly don't try suicide. Uh, uh, I don't try suicide. Up. I would leave that. I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be the one I'd leave out. Yeah, yeah, yep. definitely. So, uh, but actually, if you go back to, I only remembered this a few years ago. Um, you know, you know when memories just sort of flash in your head. The actual first time I, I was aware of Queen was we uh, was a school party um, when I was seven, and we went to one of my friends in school. Um, we went. We actually went to see Flash Gordon at the cinema. But I didn't, you know, I didn't remember all this until much later. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, the year Richard got into him in '85, we were at, you know, we, went, we were at scout camp, and it was actually the week of Live Aid. So you're, I was aware of the music by this point, but you know, we didn't watch the the, the concert. You know, the guys had it on their ghetto blasters. God, remember them? Oh, I. And, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. So by by the time Christmas sort of came around, I was aware of I was aware of the music, um, and then that was it. That just that was just like uh, the ball just started rolling, you know. Excellent. And uh, eight, you know, it. But I would say by the end of '86, I had all the you know I had all their albums on cassette. I bought a couple. Of, Queen Two was the first one I bought on cassette. Nice. First, and Brother Rich got kind of magic on cassette i think the week or the month it came out and i and the first album i bought the month it came or the week it came out um was uh live magic oh that's uh, a first <laughs> yeah, you've got to start somewhere, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Start somewhere. And, and like everything you, uh, you know i played it to death mm -hmm. um you know i had to put up with all the the you know the, the edited versions of the songs yeah. but, but yeah yeah i i just it just got into them in a big, big way. Um, and I've got one of these um, brains that sort of remembers silly things. So, you know, it clock. didn't take me long to start researching. I researched their album, you know, the, the, the orders, the order of the albums, uh, the album tracks, the track wow. positions, the singles, track positions, the albums, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, and I just built up the memories, you know, and yeah. uh, it's amazing now. I could, you know, if you ask me to go and, you know, to ask me to do the a night at the opera, for example, uh, what's the track listing? I'd probably struggle a bit, you know. Or well, maybe not a night at the opera. Sheer heart attack, which is actually top three, and it's mm -hmm. got thirteen tracks. And that, you know, again, yeah. I'd probably struggle a wee bit, or might get the odd bit wrong, but. That's just age. I'm 49 now, so and I'm you know we're mm -hmm. what is this 30 38th year of being in the Queen? It's just nuts. <laughs> I know, mental, crazy. Uh, so mm -hmm. so you're probably saying the end of '86 was you really select you know you were an absolute Queen nut at that point. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, so. um, the through I mean I remember richard uh i don't know if somebody at school had thought had told him that, that that he'd heard that queen were coming to scotland mm -hmm. um but that obviously didn't materialize um 
so he he wanted to go I think he wanted to obviously go and see them I did as well but um I've got something here actually I'll just show you um it's uh it's an excerpt from the Edinburgh Evening News and it's this uh, cool. I remember okay. I, I, I tore hmm. out the, the the local paper so it's it was the opportunity to go and see Queen in at Wembley for £79.50. So it was like a two-day uh, go on the bus. Uh, I think you overnight in Stratford and um, and then, you know, you got to go to the gig. The, 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 it obviously includes the ticket as well. And I showed this to my mum and I was uh, I was 12 at the time. So I said, yeah, 12, 12 and a half. And mum uttered those infamous words, um, no, you can't go. You're too young, and <laughs> don't worry, they'll tour again. <laughs> yeah, right. And just hear that echoing. Yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> and it's still a reminder. Um, but it's one of those things you didn't know. Yeah. But absolutely, yeah, it's, it's uh, it was the only opportunity I, you know, that I ever had. Yeah, I always find it find it strange on that tour, given you know the album that they were supporting at the time with all these Highlander songs. And yeah. they didn't even play one day in Scotland, you know. It seems a bit yeah. strange. Oh, man, aye. <laughs> that, that's in the never, fucking source. I never ever, I never ever even thought about that. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. so, but, madness. But they, their last gig in Scotland was um, Englishland. 82, yeah, Englishland, yeah. Englishland, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it, maybe, maybe they were scared to play Scotland, man, because they, they thought, oh, fuck, that form's shite. And... <laughs> You know, it's a bit of the diss on Scotland. They made the soundtrack. Maybe they think we are going to brick them or something when they came uh, on. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It's one of those things that you know you look back and you just you wish you'd gone. Aye, even totally. if, even if it was just in Newcastle, because Newcastle's two and a half hours. Down yeah, the road. it's just yeah, especially in Edinburgh. Actually, you've been Edinburgh. You'll be even closer. You know, just right down yeah. the, uh, right down. And um, do, do you ever think um? Yourself, Alex. I mean, it's just like as I sit here thinking, do you think there's that almost like a there's something good about never seeing Queen live as well, and in, in, in a strange way because you didn't have you didn't have the chance to have a bad experience in any way. Like you know, something happened at the gig that threw you, and it kind of just didn't work out in that night for whatever reason. They might have been playing great, but you know, there was always that you know your mm -hmm. memory of Queen live might have been not great because because of us particular situation sometimes I think that and I, it's just my way of basically comforting myself I've never seen them live basically that's, <laughs> that's it so, I've never I've never ever thought of it but now that you put it like that um, yeah definitely because it's like they always say never meet your heroes and yeah. then if you meet your heroes and they're horrible mm -hmm. same scenario because the obviously Queen's reputation was their you know their live uh, their live stage app so yeah yeah mm -hmm. For for you to go and then find that it wasn't what you expected to be or, or it wasn't good, yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's, but, it's, there's, some, um, there's something there's something good in the, almost the yearning. I think I think as a Queen yeah. fan, oh, I'd love to have seen them live. There's something mm -hmm. about that. Ah, that yeah, keeps totally. you, I, I don't want to say in check, but it, it just keep it, just that feeling always remains, you know. So I think there's something I don't want to say pure about it, but there's something really kind of yeah. um, that, that just keeps you kind of. I guess, yeah. I, yeah, I, I guess keeps it in mystery. It keeps it the kind yeah, of mystery. Yeah, I think that's mystery. it, Joe. You know, I, yep, yep, yep. You know, and it, it keeps you going back and buying fucking gigs that they keep releasing. On. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want uh, that's actually a question I want to ask you guys because I don't think on the podcast I've actually ever heard you. Obviously, uh, Paul and Joe, I think you you guys went to Roger's gig. Um, it's me and David, I mean, it's David. you and David. 
Um, you went to Roger's gig, but I don't recall you ever talking about, you know, previous gigs. Um, if you went to see Roger or Brian, or even I, if you actually saw Queen Light, but I guess you. Um, and I will. Me and David have been well. Last gig they played was Nebov. Me and David were seven, so we weren't there. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, I, me and David went to see Brian May and Roger in the nineties, didn't we, David? Aye, uh, Brian was, was on another world tour. The only reason we went was to the Bright Rock, Rock solo. solo. Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to hear that. Um, and we uh, we saw Roger in ninety nine at the garage, in the garage, uh, and he was brilliant. And the Roger, I was at that. Aye, oh, yeah, aye, cool. I saw, awesome. him, I saw him come out the stage door. That's the only time I've. Yeah, saw him in the flesh or close up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met Brian um, when he he had his uh, book, the Village of Lo- um, Village Lost and Founds, the one with stereo mm-hmm. photography. That, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And drove down to Bradford, and it was really, really good. And he was thankfully he was really nice. That seems to be the story. Anyone that meets him, they they seem to say that he just gives you his undivided attention. You know. Oh, really. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, um, okay. So even Leighton was talking about that as well. He was saying, you know, he, he was actually looking right at him and what, what, but, using his name back to him and stuff. And but Brian, Brian, yeah. Brian, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, okay. So, I would never have thought. No, that. not Roger. Roger would just probably uh, and just. No, I, because I, because I, be better. I've got a wee bit. Of th- I've got a wee bit. I think with Brian, uh, just I always think he seems a wee bit kind of snide and everything that he says. He just kind of, it's almost. I think like he's still got that kind of that kind of grumpiness, but it's not Aye. as obvious as Roger's grumpiness. But I think ultimately, I, I, I prefer my grumpiness up front. Ah, right, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I think Brian. I think the thing with Brian is, I think ultimately he's a he's a good person, and I don't think he deliberately wants to make anyone feel bad. You know, I think I get that vibe from him. Ah, right, okay, you know, right. that's, that's how I feel. Anyway, but, but then Roger doesn't give a fuck. He's just no, like, Good. I like that. Mm. <laughs> so, have you guys ever, have you, I'm just sorry, just to interrupt. That's all right. Have you, have you seen the, there's a, there's a YouTube clip of John Deacon when he gets, uh, it, it must have been about 10, no, it's a bit longer than that. And he got he got surrounded by some fans in the horrible, street. Horrible, horrible, yeah, it's, horrible. It's so it's so man. sad to see it, yeah. you know. Is really that about he's sad. in his car and they walk up to his car? No, you're thinking of the one where this guy's giving him scratch plates to sign. Uh, he's, he's he's, oh, no, I've seen that as well. Yeah, I've seen surrounded by fault and he's kind of he like puts his head in his hands and stuff uh, because he's actually struggling yeah, he's, to deal with the situation and stuff. He's really anxious and yeah. that's fucked up. I've seen that as well. I, I have yeah, seen that. I remember now. I it's um, yeah, I've seen, horrible. I, I've seen one with a car as well where somebody walks up to his car door or something uh, and he's just in his car. Them, you know, and just and, and he's again, he's just this, this guy that just wants to stay out of it, but it. For some reason, he feels he has to do what this guy's aye. asking him to do. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a bit right. horrible, isn't it? But people should just know their boundaries, man. Yeah. Um. Well, I was I was going to come back on a on a you know your journey with Queen actually. Um. Because obviously you're talking about '86, '87. You know, Live Magic being your first first Queen album. You know, on the day of release or 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 as a Queen fan. Then we move on to the Miracle. Um. So what's I mean yeah. you you know our take on it and and. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I can't. We, we, I don't think myself, Paul, and Joe have really talked about the miracle from any other angle other than what we discussed in the podcast, really. But even just as an individual thinking about, I've tried to come at the miracle from a few different angles. Yeah, just right, to yeah. see if I can get a, get a bit of traction on it, and I just cannot. But I want. I wondered what your story with that is because obviously, obviously that'd have been the first studio album. That you experience yep. as a Queen fan, same as same as same as us, all yeah. flavors, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so yeah, what's what's your my take on it is, 
I didn't actually mind it. Uh, mm-hmm. where, you know, this is the band that you're really, really into. And I, 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 I suppose at that point, I was, I was part of the, I was definitely Queen Can Do No Wrong. Sure. So the yeah. album at the point, at that point, I had it on cassette, um, played it to death. Absolutely loved uh, I Want It All. Right. Oh, yeah. Let's try it. Uh, was worth it? Yeah. Um, but there's no question that you guys have opened my eyes into the fact that actually it's dog shite. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. It's, I'm just uh, so glad we're ruining Queen for you. Uh, Aye, mate. <laughs> That's the best compliment you could have given us, man. It's I. There's only two songs I really like, and those and it's those two. Breakthroughs ruined by the the intro. Um, it's the it's that bit where they go when the dawn lights uh, when the dawn light wake up, and they do it in that really. It's like they're off key. And it just I know what you mean. It's it can, can be quite jarring, you know. Sometimes when their their, their voices blend at times, but yeah. I mean for that one, I've never, I personally, not, never had any problem with that. But uh, but yeah. just this, just the synth bass, really. I like the song. I just don't like that. That would actually be a great song if they if they'd done something with the intro. But I I've never been a fan of the miracle. I always I hate the keyboard. I yeah. hate the guitar solo because it's Brian just going. You know, it's when he, he just goes way off, just yeah, totally yeah. way off. Off and it, key, yeah, aye. And it's off key, and it, I just don't like it. And the Invisible Man's just awful. Yes, uh, yes, another ally. It's terrible. <laughs> yes. um, but I've got to be honest, the, the part of the problem, part of this scenario I have with Queen, I, I was making a list of the songs I don't like. And part of the, the issue I have with, um, part of the thing is, is I actually, it's because I just love Freddie's voice. So I, I, can, yeah. I can just listen to him yeah, sing yeah, yeah. Ni- 99% of the yeah. stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, partying Khashoggi ships off. Yeah, let's be honest, it's terrible. Yeah, Ray must fall, it's terrible. But I just love Fred's voice, so I can no, still you're listen right. to you're it. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, the, uh, even our, obviously, our most recent episode, um, we talk about the, those loose Freddy tracks, you know, and that B-side, um, that <laughs> stop all the fighting. <laughs> Yeah. I was I was walking down the street and somebody looked at me the other day when you guys were talking about stop all the fighting. I'm laughing, and somebody's looked at me as if to say, "What is he? What is <laughs> What's wrong with us?" Yeah. But as it's just when you hear him, it's like the song could be terrible, but there's there's some. I, I think that probably the miracle is the only not not the whole of it, but the only example where I, I struggle even even as good as he's singing, even like Invisible Man, I, even. Freddie singing on that's still not, mm-hmm. but even rain must fall. I listen to the way Freddie sings it, and he's so smooth. His voice is just beautiful on it, but the song is just awful. Aye. So I know it's, it's, he's got this. He's probably the only singer ever for well. well yeah. Obviously, it's always subjective that they can do that. You know, Aye. they can actually suck you in, even though the song is there's nothing in the song. The song might have no substance at all, but when you Aye. hear mm-hmm. him, it's totally yeah, yeah. yeah. I am. Um, uh, so I was Scandal. If you take the Scandal video, the Scandal video is very mm-hmm. um, that Roger described it, and he says, "Oh, I'm just going through the motions," and he's yeah. and he's quite right. Yeah. Um, but if you take the actual song, you know that scenario where you you might not like a particular Queen song, and it goes for anything. It goes for any band. But if you see it in a different light through footage, mm-hmm. whether it's a the video. Now I'm not talking about the Scandal video itself. What the there's one particular line. Um, Today the headlines, tomorrow hard times, and nobody ever really knows the truth. But 
between the lines. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 2010 documentary that Simon Lupton did, the Days of Our Lives documentary, yeah, the one that was on actually, UC yeah. 2, I think, for uh-huh. over two nights, they've got Brian talking about the press and, and, and what Freddie was going through, and they've got this going on in the background. And you, and you're seeing the you know excerpts from the scandal video while Brian's talking. You know what Brian hooks you in because he's he's very very emotive, mm-hmm. and that whole song just completely changed because that whole yeah. line is that line for me is as it's not as good but it's nearly as good as um, the show must go on. Um, you know, the, um, my my soul is painted like the wings of butterflies. Mm-hmm. Um, Fairy tales of yesterday will grow but never die. That line is Freddie's greatest moment. Yeah, just ah, to be firing out. Yeah, but yeah. that that's um, today the headlines, tomorrow hard times line is not far off mm-hmm. the way because yeah, because yeah. he, he 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 gets to this unbelievable um, uh, you know ending. You know the deeper and deeper bit. I'm not going to ah, sing it. But yeah, yeah, just. Ah. Mm-hmm. Oh, his I voice, his voice overall, but yeah. yeah, but his voice overall is fantastic on that song actually, and 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 uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think it's it's, it's almost just so concise like, this, uh, describing yeah. Freddie's final years. I um, and how the press were I think them. that's one of the things I've learned off this podcast because you've just you've opened my eyes to a lot of things, and mm. and uh, keyboards was one thing I never ever never ever thought about. You know, mm. the, the the how keyboards essentially ruined Queen in the 80s, um, mm. apart from Radio Gaga. But it's, yeah. you know, and I never even gave it any thought when, because I'm not a musician. You guys are all musicians. Um, and, you know, when I I, I, I thought Was It Worth It was amazing. But when you dissected Was It Worth It and, Popped you know. Up. And ruined that for you as well. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> and and the lap of ruining Queen for people since 2020. Since 2020. <laughs> I know, but it's, yeah. like it's, it's, it's fine. It's just it's yeah, uh, yeah. it's it opens your eyes to. I think that's a point. I mean, we've made that a few times. I think, but I think it's it's not necessarily that, that keyboards ruin Queen. Although you could argue that in the eighties, you know. But I think it's it's the choice, the choice of sound. Mm. You know, I mean, the technology was there to make to use, you know, synths and 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 programming in a really cool way, and they just didn't. They used it in a really naff way most of the time, apart from Radio Gaga, where they absolutely nailed it. You know, uh, it's the over overuse of them as well. Yeah, but they, 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 they used them, but yeah. they didn't belong. Like it's I almost think, like a laziness. I think it crept in with them aye, as well. You know, I, yeah. I, well, I that and just like you know, prime examples the the bit and I want to all with the guitar solo and the double the double kicks and the it's a, it's a heavy metal part of the song and, and, and ding ding ding. Yeah, aye, they've got these really 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 fucking weak shite Casio keyboards. Yeah, back in the seventies. Even in the LRA stuff, he would have did that. He did just did a backing guitar track on that, but aye, for some yeah, reason yeah. he decided to use this even a harmony bit or something on the guy. So, you know, because so at that aye. point they would have known. I mean, it's not as if they're thinking, "Oh, we'll not overlay it because we need to play these songs live." And how will we recreate? They them? knew they're I mean, not going to play. They knew them, that was yeah. that that you know that wasn't going to happen. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, but the 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 interesting thing was you were talking when you were talking about that in previous episodes. And I think you mentioned Quincy Jones and David, you said you're not a Quincy Jones fan, mm-hmm. but I'm surprised you didn't pick up. Well, I think you possibly might've picked up on it, but you were, re- you were reviewing Love Kills um, mm-hmm. in the last podcast. And what, how good it would have been if Georgia Moroder did Hot Space. 
Oh, it would have been fucking far Yeah, better. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't think we actually say that overtly, but I absolutely, you know, yep. um, it really would have. The work would have, the work yeah. should have been awesome as well. You know, it just yeah. been brilliant. But absolutely, aye, you know, opportunity. I think, I think that, that's that's. I think that's ultimately where, you know, when you look back, when we were talking in the recent episode about Freddie properly collaborating with songwriters, you know, um, proper lyricists, and you know. Um, and and you know instead of just you know carrying all the burden himself you know and I think that's the thing with Queen as well we'd have loved to have seen them properly collaborate you know um, could it be could have been a Marauder or even a Nile Rogers or uh, um, a situation you know something like something like that might have been it might not have been successful it might not have worked but it would have been you you just thought to yourself well do you know what they actually they actually sought out some of the best people yeah. doing that stuff at the time. Okay, it might have turned out no much better than that hot space we know, but at least they would have taken yeah. a chance and put their egos aside and allowed somebody else to say, "Look, guys, you need can I do yeah. this? This is if you really want to do it, this is how you do it." You know, mm. and I think there were too well, there was too much coke probably certainly on the hot space yeah. uh, <laughs> time anyway. So uh, no, not not from Brian. Brian Brian never oh, did a drink. No, he didn't. He didn't. I mean, um, Ratty was talking about that. He was saying that you know Brian was straight the whole time. You know. Like that, like that drink, but that was it, you know. That was your it. guy having to be fucking sober through that, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was it, he was drunk when he did the solo for uh, was it Put Out the Fire? Put Out the Fire, that's drunk, right. Aye, aye. The solo's, like, sure. solo's the best thing about it because the rest of the song's pretty. Yeah, the lyrics are right, rank, yep. One of the things I, I mean, one of the things I will defend Queen, and and this goes for for anybody, nobody had if you if you just take if you just quite simplistic nobody has nobody has a perfect what you could call a perfect life where you don't make mistakes and you don't ah, go exactly. off on yeah. tangents and mm. queen are no different you know absolutely yeah. ah, of course find me a band i mean apart from possibly the beatles find me a band that didn't uh go down straight off course uh, and, a, a dodgy yeah. path yeah, you know ah, and, and do things wrong i mean i'm a massive springsteen fan but even he's made he's made some errors as well yeah oh aye, aye. if you i mean like you're saying the beatles i mean beatles are one of the, the probably the rarest ex- exception to the rule because they only had their career only really spanned their recorded career only really expanded like what's eight years, eight years seven eight years yeah. Yeah. so yeah. they just managed to get cram everything in in such a short time but i i think if the beatles had went on and went on they did go some of shit albums without a Mm-hmm. Yeah, doubt, without a doubt, yeah. you know. Yeah, same with like Hendrix and anyone else that you know Aye. earlier died or split up and all that. Yeah, no, absolutely, no. It's a good point, Alex. I mean, it, when you equate that to someone's you know life, you know, a band's career and their output, it, you know, absolutely, you know, because well, we, yeah. we, we, we do make mistakes and get things wrong. I think, I think the thing is, is I mean, if if we were sitting with fourteen completely flawless. Okay, or fifteen if if you count Made in Heaven, right? But we don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, flawless albums. I mean, this podcast would be boring as fuck. You know, ah, exactly. Be, yeah. <laughs> oh, another absolutely well, amazing album. Oh, fuck, another one. Yeah. Well, it was kind of like that for uh, up to. It was really jazz. It was all up to jazz, and then and then ah, well, and jazz, then we. Aye. That's that's because we were then every album was like, oh, this is great. This is great, and a few wee things that you know preferred. Mm. But it was we got. To, I think that's where. Because Joe, you know, Joe was a big fan of jazz, me and Paul less so, and I think that's where me and Paul just went over the top because we're almost waiting just to put <laughs> I the know, point I to something fucking because... defend myself against you <laughs> Because it'd been just great album after great album. Um, but um, we've since reappraised that and um, we've brought Aye, it we've bit more into line what we're actually doing. Fuck up, you. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, the miracle eye. So I suppose um, you're talking about the tour and all that. I mean, were, were you when you the album came out, and I, I guess you were you were hoping for that tour to be announced then, basically after that. Yeah. The um, so I remember this quite vividly. Uh, so I, I joined the fan club in '89. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a fan club member up until I think 2005, and then sort of stepped away for a few years, and then rejoined but only for about a couple of years. And Brian, I remember, so obviously Brian and Roger were on TV AM getting interviewed and getting asked, you know, they were getting pestered, are they going to be going on tour? And they said, Mm -hmm. well, I was still thinking about it. We've got to persuade Freddie. And then they did that interview with Mike Reed and Freddie Mm -hmm. sort of joking says, you know, I just don't want to tour, which you know is a lie Mm -hmm. looking back because obviously he's just covering for his illness and fair Mm -hmm. play. Um, and you know, and then Brian wrote in his in the magazine, uh, it was the fan club magazine, I think, in the autumn issue of that year. He's saying Freddie's not up to going up on the road at the moment, but again, I'm not sure at that point because I think it was '89, but I don't know what point in '89 they were he was they were actually told talking about that, yeah, they, yeah. They, they knew so that he wasn't gonna, yeah. It's another thing when you look back, you know. We've obviously got 24-hour media, we've got internet, you've got the technology that we have is so much better. Um, mm-hmm. And you can spot a mile off if somebody is unwell. But I look back and I think how naive we were, how, you know, not misguided, but how in denial, I think, absolutely, we, I think we all a, were. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Was, but by golly, did they do a good cover? You yeah, know, they, they really, really get, I, 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 when I, if you're talking about things that Queen did well, mm. covering for Freddie's illness, they did exceptionally well. Aye, yep, they 100%. did. Yep, they did. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think, um, I mean, that's the thing that, you know, I, I mean, this this might be be discussed elsewhere. I've written about elsewhere. Um, I don't, I don't know, but I, I might have talked about this maybe in the Nintendo pod. Um, I can't remember. It was also a while ago, but um, it was interesting because when they were talking about going on tour at that time. I remember the clips, I remember the quotes. It was, you know, you've mentioned a few of them there, Alex, and I think um, Roger had said, you know, he says it takes, it, there's three of us agreeing and it takes four of us to go on the road kind of thing. And and they're, and they're basically pointing the finger at Freddie. And, you know, obviously I think they, you know, they had, I think it was 87, maybe 88, maybe, that they had the discussion about Freddie's illness and all that. So they knew, and I'm thinking, in one hand, you're thinking that's really shit to kind of say it's Freddie's fault, I've given it, he can't do it. But my theory is that Freddie says, Blame me anytime this comes up. Yep. Blame me. It's my fault. It's my yeah. fault. I don't want you guys getting pressured, you know, because just blame him. me every yep. time because, you know, and, and I've just mm-hmm. stuck to the story. Oh, thing, I think, you know, I think um, actually, because they wouldn't know. do that. They wouldn't do that. Just, yeah, look at this guy that can't do it anymore. So let's just throw him no. under the bus here, you know. So, especially when I've been so, like, you know, insular yeah. and, and protective stuff up to that point. That's weird because I don't know if that's just something that I assumed naturally. You know, a conclusion I came to the exact same thing as yeah, you did. Yeah, I actually thought was that not actually even said by one of them I, in I, an interview. I, I've got a faint, faint memory that maybe Brian actually said something to that effect that he said. I might, I might I be making it up, but I don't know. Maybe I mean I'm not saying that. Maybe, maybe it's not an original thought. I don't know, but um, um, but I, I can't think off the top of my head about any any interviews, any overt comments. But I remember, um, obviously you're talking about the days of a life said documentary, Alex, um, where. When he was getting asked about Freddie, you know, it's Freddie, you know, 
no, I was in the gym this morning, you know, and fuck you, you know, that kind of, you know, protecting his friend kind of thing, you know, so. uh, Absolutely, man. And then he lays into Paul Daniels. That's right, aye. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking (laughs) asshole or whatever it is. Yeah, Yeah, no. How how, how, I mean, other than just being a creepy wee prick. It was Freddie died, um, they were on TV AM um, the next morning and Brian and Roger and Paul Daniels was on the couch next to him and he's just... Being a wee arsehole. I I mean, he's he's equating his uh, really banal new story to you know how yeah he said get, how something like it. contrary to popular belief i'm not teaching the, is it the teaching the queen how to do magic, magic or something? tricks like, or something like that you know as if that's yeah. i because that's the same as you know i uh, what freddie and queen went through you know that's i mean roger looked properly crestfallen in that interview he yeah, really he was broken yeah and really honestly you'd have thought you'd have lamped him yeah yeah so I he, would definitely. He's, probably got, he's probably got the fists just waiting. Just, <laughs> oh, it was just Absolutely. horrible. It was. Uh, Airplay held it, held it back. But yeah. So, because I remember, I mean, you're talking about being a, a, a fan club member, um, '89. Because I think Paul, you joined it briefly as well, maybe about '88. Um, yeah, '88, something like that. Yeah. And I think uh, I seem to remember. I got a nice patch for my denim jacket. <laughs> nice one. The crest, and, you some, yeah. and you got some autographs, I remember. No, that oh, that, that was Joe. Oh. I can my, my brother is a don't stop blaming your brother, man. Like man, I was ten. Right? Fuck's sake. He was eighteen. You know, he should have known better. You were and ten he, and dying. Dying. Yeah, I'm still I'm here. Still alive, eh? Aye. Aye. I've thought I've, my bones are strong as fuck. You are <laughs> queen of death. Aye. I do, aye. <laughs> um, but I know thinking me. about the the fan club and all that because, in fact, actually talking about Joe, you were you were actually in the, the back of one of the you know the bit in the back was sending your photos of you. Oh fuck, so I was man. Right. Oh, right. I cool. forgot about that. Um, he's, he's, I've got one right here. He's um on it. He's uh, there, there's me outside Wembley for the. Oh, nice one. <laughs> oh, <cool>. amazing. <laughs> I was in the back picture. Um, in one of them. I fucking hell, David. I totally forgot. That's right. You've, you've got your dog Susie and you and Gary at the snooker Gary, table and all your the snooker stuff. table. Aye, Jesus, eh? Aye. Aye I'll be, I'm in the back of one of those fucking things. That's mental. <laughs> I totally forgot all about. I'm gonna look for it. <laughs> you probably have. I'm a, wee, I'm a wee blonde. I'm a wee blonde guy. Wait, I've got a dog. I've got a dog. You see a dog lying on a snooker table. That's that'll be the one then. That's the one. (laughs) Joe and Gary. Um, But no, um, the the thing I was going to actually say is I remember. um, I remember it might have been eighty nine or it might have been a 1990 uh, magazine because I was just reading your magazines, Paul. Is obviously you got them through, and it was Roger talking about they were working on this song with a bit of an Eastern flavour to it. Aye, that's So this was a new you know. So. And he calls it a, a heavy, heavy song or something. A heavy, heavy song with an Eastern flavour or something. Aye, like that. Right, aye, something like that. Aye. Aye. So obviously that's them obviously starting Innuendo, to work aye. on Innuendo. Innuendo. Because I mean, I think the original, I, I think the, the basic tracks to Innuendo were done in 89. I think they were like that early. Mm. Oh, really? Started, yeah, they yeah. kind of started to die. You know, because I think then. they played a bit of it in one of the fan club conventions. I think they did. Um, there seems to be something on YouTube where they're actually, someone's recording them actually playing it. Um, I think. Ah, right, okay. Um, I might get all my dates mixed up here, but um, I'm pretty sure that and then it's an old, an old bit. And Freddie's like, vocal takes pretty, you know, he's not quite got it yet. He's just kind of working through the, the melody a wee bit and things like that. So it's actually quite interesting to hear. Cool. But um, I suppose I so they're, they're working away on those tracks, and then eventually we get Innuendo two years later, um, and we've got the, the single going to number one. So 
do you remember that period? Were you still as much an avid Queen fan at that point? Oh, and... definitely, yeah. yeah. No, I, I was an avid Queen fan. So did it ever yeah, go away at any point, or was it just has it just been constant to this day? Um, well, actually, there was the probably '88. I got into Springsteen. I went to see Springsteen mm-hmm. first ever gig. I went to Bramall Lane in Sheffield, um, and I've seen him. I think I'm 23, 23 shows down the line now. Wow. So the so 88 was taken up by Springsteen, but then obviously the miracle comes out in 89 and then you're, you're back into it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was still a, you know, I was a big fan of them by that point. And the point 87 to sort of 90 was, uh, that was a really, that not that Queen have ever been a particularly fashionable band. I think, I think probably post live aid up to um, the, to the magic tour, they were very, it was fashionable to be into them. And then after that sort of, almost as soon as that sort of stopped mm-hmm. that period up until I would say innuendo got released. Um, it was not fashionable to like Queen no, at all. No, and no, no, no. You know, you had all the genres happening at that point. You had um, Stockig and Wartman, you had yeah. uh, Rave, uh, you had Yeah, Dance, Acid House had, stuff and all that, yeah, um, yeah. Stone Roses. The baggy stuff, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then, obviously, um, uh, hair metal, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so that it was, they, they weren't a fashionable band to, to admit, you know, yeah, to be into. And, to be and I, I think, especially when I look at some, you know, can't help but feeling, and especially with the scandal video, they they really look quite um, washed up. Mm-hmm. They looked a bit um, dated as a band by that. Yeah. You know, Hi. Not, I mean, it, it's amazing how that sort of happens, but you know, so quickly. But it, but it mm-hmm. did, you know. But they definitely got their mojo back for innuendo. There's no question. I mean, I remember Hi. innuendo. I heard on the radio on. I think it was either Simon Bates or Steve Wright, and they were really raving about it. Yeah. I mean, properly raving about it. And mm-hmm. and I remember Bob Harris saying it was like the epic Bohemian Rhapsody, and and that was it. They were back, and and bearing in mind, you know, they hadn't had a number one since Under Pressure, and they've only, uh, you know, it's bizarre thinking looking back. Yeah, uh, five number twos, I think it is, um, but. You know, for that to go to number one, and then I think it got knocked off by, um, it was that I don't know if it was KLF or um, can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have to I'd have to check, but they were only at number one trivia. for a week. Yeah. Um, but that's I mean that period. Uh, that's when things started to. You were starting to see the telltale signs. The telltale signs, and I don't know if this was the same for you guys. Just jumping back to the miracle, mm-hmm. um, the I want it all video. His hair's thinner. He's got the beard, and you're thinking, oh, okay, fine. Kind um, of bloated looking as well at that point. Yeah, oh, I, I know it's all right as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah which is, which is part of the condition. And, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, he looks a bit old, but ah, oh, fine. Yeah. He's he's moving around the stage, and mm-hmm. voice is still excellent. Voice is still amazing, and then he's then he's just having a ball in the breakthrough video. Yeah, uh, scandal. Yeah, not a fan of that video. And then the miracle again. That was a video I, I actually really liked. And then you guys turned turned. <laughs> it, you know, uh, turned but the but even then you could the you could see he was he was starting to fade. And then yeah. so the miracle video was. Towards the end of '89, um, and I don't know if you remember. Well, you've seen the clip 
where they went, they come on stage for Silla's Goodbye to the 80s. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, yeah, yeah. And Jonathan Ross and Silla Black's on stage. Freddie comes on, band comes on, Brian does the speech. And he really started to look yeah. like gone. And then it's merely. So I remember I, I came back from, we were, I was out for New Year. Um, I came back and dad said, I remember dad clearly saying, Freddie Mercury does not look well. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, 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 he's fine. He's, you know, blah, blah, blah. He looks okay. And then, and then the Brit Awards, I saw the Brit Awards. Aye, that was the one for me. Yeah. That was the one. For, that was, wow. That was the start, really. Yeah. That was the, the where the, the, the denial started, where you really start to question the denials that are going on because, yeah. you know, that blue suit, it was, it was oversized. It was wearing. Mm-hmm. It just didn't look well at all. But fair play, to, fair play to the guy, by the way, because the strength that that must have took him oh. to just walk on that stage to take That's that it. award. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and know what yeah. people must be thinking afterwards. Aye. So, I mean, yeah. fair play to him because it could have very well have just not showed up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I look back and I've, I was just going to read you this quickly, uh, if it's all right, from the fan club magazine. So, when Freddie died, um, and in subsequent interviews, um, Phoebe is or Peter Freestone is personal assistant. Mm-hmm. They all said that the 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 they thought they were going to lose Freddie in '89, um, but right. I don't know whether he got new, new drugs or um, medicine or whatever. But he obviously, he got a, a lease of life that's saw him through to November '91. So the, in the fan club magazine in '89, you know, you'll remember this, uh, Joe. That they, they they always used to do a letter, write a letter to the the fans. Yeah, um, that's right. Yep, and do an invitation. Yeah. So it was Freddie's turn. Uh, What's this? Uh, Christmas, the Christmas '89 issue, and looking back and reading this, and so he's 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 talking about them. You know, they're preparing to do. You know some songs for a new Queen LP, but then he says this, and he, Freddie was never really he, he wasn't overly emotional towards the fans, mm-hmm. but he write he writes this. He says, "Finally, I must say you've all been so supportive of every new Queen product. You've been true to us all these years. You're all fab, and we love you lots. It was worth it. Merry Christmas, everybody. Love Freddie." Mm-hmm. And I look back at that, and I think. Is this the guy that thinks he's just about to go? Mm-hmm. Aye, quite possibly. Aye, yep. I, that one, that sort of really threw me. So mm-hmm. yeah, that might be the one I'm in the back of, by the way, just <laughs> because it was yeah, well, nine. Just... <laughs> nah, with it being one of the water It's definitely it'll be an eighty-nine one anyway. Because uh, right, I've, I've, I've got them. I've got them in my garage. I'll go and have a. I'll go and have a look. Have you still got it? My brother has it. I right, think okay. yeah, my brother kept it. Yeah, in fact, David, you may have it. <laughs> do you, do you no, have I've it? got I've got Paul's version. Um, all right. that, um, because when you we started in about, I went and looked for it, and I we actually had it. You know, so it's actually Paul's. Um, but I think I, I've got them with a bunch of other stuff up in my loft. Actually, all ah, right, okay, cool. I might, I might actually actually have I, a bit of Paul's version. You know, it's insane that I totally forgot all about that man. Oh, um, Sorry, I back to Freddy. No, um, so <laughs> well, but well, we're yeah. just going to continue on with you know, so we get to innuendo. Mm-hmm. You see the I'm going slightly mad. You know, so the first bit is innuendo the video, and he's yeah. they're not in it. And you think, mm-hmm. well, obviously it's caricatures, and it's a fantastic video, brilliant. Yeah, it really is. Queen are back. You know, 
But then they talk about it, they're going back in the studio again, and I'm thinking, bloody yeah, hell, what? Yeah. They're going back in again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so, but in between, they filmed the I'm Going Slightly Mad video, which is one of my favourite videos that they did. It's yeah, absolutely cool already just directed the whole thing. Uh, and it's just, it's just magical. Um, and then, uh, well, Headlong was video was filmed um, Christmas 1990, I think. Um, mm. And he does it. He looks visibly weak in that as well. Yeah, he does. He does mm. He looks yeah. really, really you see gone. that. Yep. Struggling. Mm. Um, and then this is another memory I I I, I really remember. Um, and this says a lot about the time where obviously we don't have we didn't live in a time with internet and 24 hour media but the summer of so when days of our lives was filmed which i'm not actually sure exactly in what part of 91 it was filmed i think it was me you remember axel rose did a documentary that's right for mtv um, yeah yeah you know which he you know it's basically just a mishmash of uh, old videos and Mm -hmm. him talking but at the end of the documentary he premieres the video for these are the days of our lives, which, you know, we didn't, it didn't air, it only aired on MTV USA. Mm-hmm. So we never heard about this. We never saw it. We were never given any wind of it. But if you'd seen that, you'd have known the end was, yeah. was, was coming. Sure. Aye, absolutely. Aye. And yeah. I think, I think that version, um, I think the US version had all that, that animation stuff through it, like the train yeah. and all that and things like that. So, um, you know, which is which is another kind of interesting take on it, I suppose. But mm. but yeah, I remember that actual one va- vaguely, you know, because I think we just, I think we just got MTV late nineteen ninety one, before just before Freddie died, and I think they they put it on. It might have been like the week after they died, but they put the you know the that on the MTV Europe, you know. Um, and I remember well, that's that's that. absolutely scary because that's exactly when we got it as well. Ah, was that, yeah. ah, that's exactly when we got MTV. It was just, I think it was Christmas '91 or early '92. Yeah. Um, and that's the only reason I, I hung around with you, David, man, is because you oh, had man. fucking MTV, MTV. man. <laughs> exactly. In fact, that's exactly when you started hanging about with me. Aye, I, was, MTV, so. I, I mean, this guy's getting the MTV <laughs> hookup. But, all right, mate. Uh, but I, I, I mean, I think. Um, but and so I suppose I knew end of the album. We talked about like I suppose the miracle. You know our thoughts on it. You've given a bit of your thoughts. But what do you think of that as an album? I mean, how does that stand up for you? How's... Um, yeah, it's definitely obviously tight. It's like a different band from mm-hmm. that, from the Miracle, obviously. Um, but it has its flaws. I'm not. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm not a huge fan of everything. I'm not a fan of Headlong. I've, no. You know, whilst I used to play it to death, um, there are certain. You know, Headlong. I'm not a fan of. Um, you guys like don't try so hard, but I think the lyrics are a bit saccharine sweet. Um, oh, interesting. I suppose all oh, what a beautiful world, and it's a bit yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The same with all God's people. All God's people is a bit overblown. Yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. else, absolutely. I mean, innuendo. I love the lyrics. Is slightly mad. Um, I I can't live with you. I really like uh, days of our lives, which I didn't like. Um, I had the LP version, so it was e- edited. So there was there was, there was, uh, that, was that was the one I was familiar with. Yeah, with Paul. Paul had bought the vinyl um, and that one, and it wasn't until actually I started uh, hanging about with Joe after Freddie died. I started because he had the seed, him and his brother had the CD, and I felt heard the full versions for the first time. Yeah, so it was really interesting. And well, I didn't hear, I didn't like it until he died, believe it or not, because mm-hmm. when they played it, 
that, that obviously got you going and yeah. you saw the video. Um, I just thought it was a bit, yeah, it's all right. It was okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Delilah, yeah, all right. Okay. Let's... <laughs> we'll allow him. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Hitman yeah, beats you and, and the ultimate, the show must go on is, yeah, I mean, I... Absolutely, just, man. that is Fred's finest. One of Fred's finest hours. Just Aye, absolutely. The very fact that they ended what we consider to be the last. Well, let's fucking face it, as the last record. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. to finish on that song with the you know the power and the vocal, the message behind it, it's the it's the best way to end their career. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. There's a bit in the video where I think it's from One Vision, where Brian goes like this. He does this with his guitar, and that's the bit that just starts off the um, My Soul is Painted Like the Wings of mm-hmm. Butterflies. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just that's just one yeah. of the, the best vocals ever recorded. Yeah, absolutely. Bit, you know, that, this is the thing. Oh, sorry, Paul, were you going to say something now? No, no, no. Oh, no. sorry, you were going to jump no. in. Um, so I, I know, obviously, like they've, they've re released the, you know, the videos on DVD in the early 2000s and all that, and they've not included the, the, the innuendo videos, you know. Um, so we've not got the 5.1 mixes of them because I'm really kind of really love to hear them. But um, I, I, I dare say we'll get them one day. But even just the, like the show must go on video, obviously, they've pieced that together, you know, just clips from all the other, other videos just because they had to, it was necessity at the time. But I would love to see a proper video of that, you know, an animation or something, or something that really, really totally captures the song. Something that isn't just clips. Something that's a properly, yeah. you know, you know, fleshed out idea, you know, because I think just watching that visually with that song, you know, I know there's, I know there's lots of fan media out there, you know, on YouTube and all that. Maybe some a few, th- a few examples that are already out there. Well, it was it was the song was based on it was am I not right in saying though you know obviously he had Freddie in mind but it's all about a clown you know that's that's where that that's where the the sort of lyrical content is it's based or it's just based around a clown which you know I've never heard that before actually yeah, ah, okay I, right right but, right. Know, do you um, think do you think this is this <laughs> this is where I'm gonna I'm gonna get a wee bit. Uh, slightly controversial, maybe, but I think sometimes Brian likes to change the narrative to suit whatever the situation is at the time. Aye. So, for example, he talked about who wants to live forever, and I remember an interview quite distinctly. It was one of these Channel Four documents. You know, remember, it was a point that we just seemed to be a Queen documentary on every channel every week, um, from Aye. about early two thousands to you know mid two thousand yeah. or something. You know, because the big resurgence in them again. And uh, Brian said, "Yeah, yeah," and obviously he wrote about his dad. He was thinking, you know, he's losing his dad, and 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 then and then mm-hmm. he says, "Yeah," and I thought, "Well, probably going to lose Freddie as well." And then I thought, "You know that in 1985?" I'm like, "Really, really?" I, I'm I'm stretching here, man. I just don't. So I think sometimes Brian's quite, you know, he'll say, you know, say this and say that. So to hear you yeah, say, yeah, but did he not just? I, I, I you're, you're right. Um, but the only thing I could say, possibly in his defence, did he not say in the documentary in 2011? And albeit this is six, seven years later, mm. they they were when he wrote "Don't Stop Me Now," um, they were worried that they might lose him because he's, you know, he was the the lyrics of "Don't Stop Me Now" was how he was living his life, mm. you know. Yeah, so yeah. maybe, maybe yeah. The, the scenario he's talking about is not it's not necessarily the fact that. We're going to lose Freddie because of AIDS, um, but perhaps um, maybe to something else. I don't know. Or he's going to die young. 
he's going to do the rock star and die young. Oh, that's interesting, actually. I never thought um, of that. It could, you know, but I think you're. I think you're right. I can't. I, I can't. I can't think offhand of situations where that. But I dare say, if I go and watch an interview back with Brian, I'll that I'll, I'll be pointing to the screen going. Yeah, David had a point there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I think actually what you're saying back there actually, you know, that's a good right. point because it could have been, yeah, he might he might lose him yeah, a drug overdose or, or something like that. It could be that, you know, because even in the works tour, I suppose he's writing that song, so it'll be talking about who wants to live. He's writing that in '85. And um obviously we know the works tour, he was notoriously pissed most nights and you know, mm. partying non-stop, you know, it was even affecting his performance and things like that. So Mm-hmm. So no, that's a that's a that's a fair point, Alex. Actually, I never thought of that. So, and um, I like hedonistic lifestyle. I mean, because I mean, probably around about 77, 76 was when his lifestyle probably started to really go fucking haywire. Do you know what I mean? So they were probably I they probably got a point there. Actually, they're probably thinking to themselves, we could lose this dude to anything, a drug overdose, fucking. But I think the they don't don't stop me now thing. I think again, I just feel that's just. Um, I don't know. I feel that's just rewriting the narrative. I just, I just, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that at the time Brian was thinking that. I think yeah. it's just a very comfortable. Oh, do yeah. you know that time we thought, well, you know, because because I know I do remember him saying he didn't like the song much because it was kind of about Freddie and about his life and you know what what's going on with him and I did and and, and you're and you're thinking, well, you've written songs about yourself, right. Brian. You know, yeah. you know, just well, be, just I because mean, they wrote it, a song then about. Birds be fat arses, so well, there you go. There you go. How could Fred relate so, to that? You know, so you know exactly. <laughs> Maybe Same. Brian needs to look in the mirror. <laughs> exactly. So, I Freddie's writing about his life. Brian's writing about his life, which is usually doom and gloom and save me and it's <laughs> yeah. late and all that. So, so I just, I just do struggle with, with Brian's revisionism at times. I think, I think he definitely does do it. I um, if a wee bit to um, I mean, it, that that's me just sitting, sitting in Glasgow, like no, no, what the fuck. Goes on really, you know, behind the scenes and what chats they had, but um, you know, because he was there and he was experiencing it. But I just think it's just a wee bit too convenient at times. The way he just says, oh, "I was thinking that and this happened." Really, I don't know, don't know, don't know. He's uh, a bit um, sentimental, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's not. it's great. Some beautiful music, actually. Sentimentality, actually, you know. So, uh, Andy's, you know, one of the oh, oh, just it just occurred to me. Um, I was listening to a date at the races actually a fortnight ago or something like that, and something something strange happened to me. So Teo Torriati came on, and it starts no beautiful that piano bit, and Freddie's really ghostly vocal, and it's beautiful, man. And the piano, you know, uh, Brian's playing the piano, and just brilliant. And then it gets into that chorus, and it's for the first time in my life I thought this chorus is pretty shit. Really dark, and I like, and I'm mysterious. I just thought it takes you right out of it. When I'm gone, that bro, that bit's fucking bro. The middle eight uh, bit, that's uh, that's uh, fucking superb. And the and the build ups and the verses, but the chorus just really hurt me. And I thought, ah, this this is a bit. I, I quite like the contrast. I must say, I like uh, the kind of. Nah, I, I love that song. Yeah. But I might listen to it like I, you know, a month from now and go, "This is fucking brilliant again." But I do that with. with do you ever do that between uh, songs? Sometimes it just hits you. And you go, yeah, actually, I'm not feeling that. Then now it's it's just an end. Maybe uh, it'll pass or sometimes it'll linger. Or because I've had Queen songs I've I've not really liked, and then now I, you know, years ago now I really like them. You know, I, I, no, that's yeah. a good point actually. I. It happened to me when I was listening to the Innuendo podcast and, and you're talking about the show must go on and then David goes, well, 
I'm not a big fan of the go on, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear it now. Ah, oh, the back there. That's never bothered me that much. Because you, you, both of you said you weren't, you weren't bothered, but, but anyway. Not to, let's move on. But, uh, if you want to tell Tori at you, can I? I know I'm, I'm going to get it tight after this because I'll be fucking oh, Twitter. I'll be going right. fucking crazy. You'll be a fucking. You'll be getting hung. <laughs> I think oh. Pete, um, one of our listeners, I think that's one of his favourite favourite album closers. Obviously, he'll be he'll be fucking sharpening his ah, knife on me, man. So I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, uh, date the races. What a fucking album, anyway. Um, mm. But uh, I, I think um, so. Obviously, about the innuendo period, and and I think, um, and I mean, I, I remember, you know, we talked about this the pod anyway, Paul, because I remember you saying, you know, we talked about the defence of Freddie and all that, because we'd have like maybe the Daily Record line about the house because our parents bought it, and you know, and and obviously there'd be things in that about Freddie, and and I remember saying, you know, mentioning you were Freddie's not going to die, and you were like that total denial, and just you were yeah. like, and you. And you're looking at you know the the, the cover of innuendo and you, and the band photo where it's all stretched and all blue and you know it's mm-hmm. it's all there, isn't it? You know it's it's all it's all kind of pointing towards something not being right. Certainly, anyway, you know. I absolutely so. Um, but um, so I suppose um, the, the the horrible thing happens and Freddie Freddie dies on the twenty fourth. Yeah, I was going to well, I was going to talk to you about the sort of build up. Um, yeah. The the because for me it's so well we've obviously talked about the last the previous sort of two years but mm-hmm. so I'm 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 sort of trying to remember um and in the sort of, I was in Paisley uh, I was at um, Paisley College of Technology lasted mm-hmm. a year poor guy <laughs> what's that poor guy Paisley uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so. Oh, it's coming up to it, and it's the week before. Um, and if we get, in fact, in the lead up to it, um, I think it was probably the Thursday or the Friday. No, it was the Friday. Freddie Freddie died on the Sunday, but we didn't find out till the Monday. Mm-hmm. But it was on the Friday. Now, in those days, in the fan club, I don't know if you ever if you ever did it, but your source of news. Uh, from the fan club was ringing the fan club answering machine after hours, and and Jackie would Jackie Gunn would um, mm-hmm. uh, leave a message, and she would tell you what yeah. the next single was, or now no, there's no news at the minute, blah blah blah. But this was kind of different. This was on the so the Friday before Freddie died. Um, I remember ringing the number and says, um, and she said, a lot of you are inquiring about Freddie's health, um, uh, and. Unfortunately, I haven't got any news to give you until Freddie makes a statement. Obviously, he makes a statement the following day. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that point, she's probably aware that something's something's imminent. imminent yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of that was kind of you know wow okay um, on the uh, Sunday, so the day that he passed away, but it wasn't till the evening. Sunday morning. Obviously, he'd announced that he had AIDS the night before. Um, I remember just picking up the the Sunday Post that our the people the the family I stayed with in Diggs, uh, they they had the Sunday Post. It was one of those where I'm, you're you're reading the paper and you just look over, you glance over to the other page, and I see this picture of Freddie, and it's the one, it's a black and white um, picture of him with his uh, tuxedo. Uh, from Barcelona, I think it's the blue one with the the and, and it just says Star confirms he has AIDS and, and I'm like, 
you, you just sink, your heart just mm. sinks. So yeah, the rest of the day was pretty horrible. But in those days, you know, you didn't have 24 hour news. I think you had news bulletins twice a day on BBC yeah. and that was it. So I think he announced his death. They, they announced his death at 10 o'clock at night, but I'd already gone to bed. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, I just woke up. Uh, I remember waking up um, and I had Radio 1 on, the days when Radio 1 was good. <laughs> and Rod McKenzie, the, the newsreader, because uh, it was Simon Mayo's breakfast show, and Rod McKenzie, the newsreader, just sort of reading out. And you could hear the, I could hear the, the, the streams of uh, Radio Gaga, the opening, the opening bit of Radio Gaga, mm-hmm. uh, the instrumental part. And you could hear that in the background. And yeah, and on the day that you hear that Freddie Mercury has sadly died, and you know, you it's one of those you get. You, I'm awake now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sort yeah. of scenario. Uh-huh. But yeah. you're you're dumbfounded. So you mm-hmm. go down, went down the stairs and. TVM, like Lorraine Kelly was on and she was really upset and they were talking, obviously talking about and playing videos and yeah, it was just horrible. It was yeah, just, yeah. it was, it was the most surreal day of that I've ever, ever had actually, mm-hmm. just really, really surreal. And I've never, ever got emotional about Queen's music, but you know, I, I was, I was really upset for three, four days, like yeah, crying yeah. constantly. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's <laughs> understandable, eh? Yeah. yeah, um, and then I, I remember we're watching, you know, the, the end of TVM, and then the this something comes through the post on the door on the floor, and it was a News of the World uh, jersey that I'd ordered from the fan club, and I'm like, God, could this day get any worse? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, um, so I went into I went into college. I had I had my headphones on, and I'm you know I'm listening and. Uh, yeah, I remember there was some right bigoted arsehole at uh, university saying, yeah, he got you what he deserved, you know. Fuck's sake. You know, and I thought... Scumbag bastard. Oh, you, and I did, actually. I was, I was, I thought, you scumbag, Aye. you know. Um, so I just listened to Radio 1 for the rest of the day. Um, and then they, they did the TV. It was a kind of rushed TV documentary, but they did have the premiere of These Are the Days of Our Lives, and it had yeah, a really yeah. nice um, introduction by Elton John. Yeah. Uh, it was lovely. Um, and then they did a, a radio documentary on Radio 1. Um, and if it's all right, I just wanted to play the end of the, the closing part of the documentary because you might not have heard it before. Um, so the doctor, the went on for about an hour and uh, then this this happens so you've got fans from Logan Place I think that are paying tribute to him so hopefully you can hear it because it's played it it's on the tape recorder we've been Queen fans for well over 10 years can you hear that okay we yep. just felt it was the end of an era and we just wanted to just come and pay our last respects he let us know at the last minute I think he knew he wasn't going to be with us and he let us know because he knew what us as the fans would go through if he went and then they had to report how he died they'd call him all sorts of things and I think he did it he did it for us there won't be any more like him and I think it'll be good for people to remember him you know how fantastic he was he just wrote with ease and every song he had had a meaning he couldn't have had a bit longer I just feel sad that he won't write anymore beautiful songs this is Paul Gambaccini I think a lot of people are tempted to relate Freddie Mercury to a certain phrase from one of the Queen hits. How about, there can be only one. 
a warm and generous friend, a thrilling, groundbreaking live performer, an innovative video star, and a great recording artist in a variety of styles. Just think of all of the hits from hard rock to semi-opera, rockabilly, dance, eight number one albums, two number one, five number twos. There can be only one. There only ever will be one. Freddie Mercury. Yes, one of the brightest stars in the firmament, Freddie Mercury. That very special tribute program to Freddie Mercury was produced by Philip Swern and presented by Mike Reed. And as an addendum, this fax here. And then, unfortunately, I stopped the cassette. <laughs> so he, um, the facts that he read out is actually in this book here, uh, which is actually, a re I'd recommend this book. It's I've got it. I it's, have got it. It's I one of the best. Can you, can you read that out, yes, Alex, the book you've got there? Oh, sorry. It's uh, somebody, it's somebody to Love uh, by Matt Richards and Mark Langthorne, and it's Excellent. The Life, Death, and Legacy of Freddie Mercury. Um, Excellent. Uh, so the facts that Nicky Campbell was just about to read out said, we have lost the greatest and most beloved member of our family. We feel an overwhelming grief that he is gone, sadness that he should be cut down at the height of his creativity, but above all, great pride in the courageous way that he lived and died. As soon as we are able to, we would like to celebrate his life in the style to which he was accustomed. Mm. So, you know, that was, once I heard that, um, that was me gone again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, um, Nicky Campbell, I think I remember he played, he, he then went to, oh yeah, now this is one of my favourites, and he went into good old-fashioned lover boy, and I, oh, so, um, and then, so I just listened to, I used to love listening to Nicky Campbell because his show went into Bob Harris' midnight show. Mm -hmm. um, so, and they used to do this handover, you know, um, so uh, Nicky's uh, song would fade out as, a, as his show was ending and then he would have a wee chat with Bob Harris and he said, oh yeah, you worked with Queen, didn't you? And then obviously he discussed about, you know, going on tour with them in 77, mm -hmm. you know, seeing them, um, you know, on the old grey whistle, you know, being involved with them on the old grey whistle test. Yeah. You know, it, doing the show at Hyde Park, et cetera, et cetera. So by that time I was just, you know, we we're yeah. talking, we're now into Tuesday and I'm just shattered. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. It's just horrible. The next sort of three, four days you're buying all, I've got all the newspapers, I've got all the, you know, I've got them here on the table, kitchen table here. You know, and it's you. The shit that he got was just disgusting, absolutely disgusting. And the way you know these aging um, you know, newspaper editors and mm. aging commentators—it was yeah. horrible. Yeah. You know, daily. I think the Daily Star had one that sort of said, "How many more, Freddie?" You know, it's like you know, That's talking about up, how, many, man. how many other people is he infected, and he just. Oh, it really, really galled me, and and you got, you know, it's sort of I don't know if you had guys were the same, but it just heightened to me how defensive I I was about Queen and and and, and the band because mm -hmm. we took go back to that period eighty seven to ninety. It was really difficult being a Queen fan, and you, yeah, you know, yeah. So I was I was very defensive of them, and and then. 
yeah, you got the usual stuff. Ah, I didn't know how good they were. And it's like, where the fuck have you been for the last six years? Aye, absolutely. Exactly, aye, you know? aye. I've been I've been going on and on and on. I didn't realise how many hits they had. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'll have a day off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Exactly. Aye. What was your what were your guys um Paul, what was your memories um of that time? Yeah, I'd, I mean I'd I didn't find out until I'd got into uh, uni that morning, and and someone in my class actually mentioned said that, and I thought she was talking about the announcement the night, you know, the night before that he had AIDS, and I was like, oh, I, I heard, and and then she's like, no, no, he's he's dead, you know, I'm like, what, you know, and, and it was just like a daze from then on, you know. Uh, the rest of the day, I think I just went home, you know, I just walked, kind of walk, just. Aye, you know, and yeah. and and like and like you, Alex, it, it was a, a good few days. I, I just uh, aye tears and and just uh, and I actually find it very difficult to listen to any of the music because it would just set me off. You know, it, it, it took a while before I could listen to like a you know a Queen album or whatever. You know, without just breaking down. But having said that. I still, I still do it to this day. You know, not be certain songs. You know, Joe, Joe, you had that experience just last week. Uh, Aye, horrible. Ready oh, setting you off, you know, and and it, it still happens. You know, it, you know, just things will come flooding back, and you know, and and as I said on the innuendo thing, you know, I never met the man, never saw him live or anything, but it, it really did deeply affect me. You know, his death. Yeah. For yeah. for whatever reason, you know. Yeah. yeah, funny. It's funny you say that because up until that point, um, you know, I'd never had anybody um, close family that died, mm -hmm. and actually, believe it or not, sort of really close friends and family, I haven't really had anybody until um, my mother and mother and father-in-law died um, uh, two years ago. You know, so Freddie dying was the first person. Albeit I didn't know him, but he's the first person that you could say that you were that you were that you felt close to yep. that passed away, mm -hmm. and it and it was an unbelievable effect it had on yeah. you know how you felt about things and and emotion mm -hmm. and and also about the music because the music I didn't you don't realize just how emotional it actually is mm -hmm. until oh, you have a scenario like that and uh, it was just it was dreadful mm -hmm. yeah it was awful mm -hmm. um, but. Yeah, it was um obviously the Beaver Rhapsody came out at Christmas, mm -hmm. bought the single, yeah. um and and then the tribute concert was announced at the Brit Awards uh, when they won the Brian and Roger um came on stage and announced or Roger announced the gig. Um actually did you know as well that John was actually at that Brits as well, but he didn't go on stage, which I thought was because oh, I was really? photographs oh, on the internet. Right. It was actually just recently and I'm going, hang on a minute, that's the that's the night of the Brits, because I could I remembered mm. what they were this is how sad you are, you remember what they're wearing. I'm going, you know, and you can so it was yeah, a bit strange. Oh, so okay. obviously Roger announced it and I managed to get tickets the the old way, you know, phoning <laughs> up and yeah, you know, dialing a number, you know, not sitting in a uh, fucking Ticketmaster queue for fourteen thousand yeah. people refreshing your browser. And... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so 
managed to get two tickets um, and I went with um, somebody I was friends at the time. I actually fell out with her the night of the gig, but, I'll, yeah, but that's another story. Um, but yeah, I got, I went to the, you guys didn't go to the tribute concert. No, that's right. No, no, no. Sure. no, no. Yeah. no. Um, we watched that live on TV when it was happening though. Yeah. But nah. yeah and I got, uh, we, we got there on the Saturday um and walked around London, but we found out where I think some of the stars were staying. So we, I met Joe Elliott, met uh, Rick Allen, and bizarrely Natalie Cole. Oh, <laughs> Natalie right. Cole had nothing to do with the gig, but was staying in that hotel. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> uh, which is just weird. But anyway, so we started queuing from sort of eleven o'clock the night before, um, and uh, we've got to be honest. From the next day, the the atmosphere, you know, in the lead up to that gig was. Not like nothing I've ever experienced. Yeah. I can imagine. I yeah, seems to be the terrible. story that people talk about. They say just the uh, the vibe, you know, about the, the and the crowd was just really, yeah. really uplifting. It was it was yeah. really, really amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, because we could hear them rehearsing songs, and and I remember somebody, you know, they were George Michael's rehearsing. You know, he runs through somebody to love, and you're like, you're just jaws dropping. You go, and you're hearing more and more, and you're going, right, this is going to be some gig because mm-hmm. the. The Daily Mirror, I think, on the morning of the gig, uh, they had the entire lineup, or the day, or I think it was on the Friday, they had the list of the entire lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, so we knew everybody that was playing. And, uh, yeah, so I managed to get front row. Um, I'm if you if you've still got the VHS version uh, or the the TV version, you can see me embarrassingly singing during extreme set to "I Want to Break Free" quite clearly, wide <laughs> wide, wide open. Um, you look but, out for you. Yeah, don't look out for me. It's no, we've got a screenshot at me and put Absolutely. it up on the Twitter. Ah, uh, it will be. Look at it up now. But yeah, I mean, look at the time; it was the best gig I'd ever been to, and. For atmosphere, yes, definitely for atmosphere, it's still the best gig I've ever been to. But I'm not gonna let's not be beat around any bushes, it's not aged very well at all. Uh, yeah, it's it's a get caught up in the emotion when you're there, yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, some stuff at the time I didn't appreciate, you know, you two, um, doing to the end of the world was was pretty pointless, yeah. Um, I've watched, I loved Extreme at the time, um. But looking, look, watching it now, no, no not no, great. No. Def Leppard were terrible. They sounded awful. Yeah. Um, Tark are awesome. Although I've always found that strange, them opening that show. Just, it's weird. That yeah, I, weird. It's, it's just weird. Especially especially at the time, you know what I mean? They weren't the, the, the household name that they are now. Do you know uh, what I mean? No. Just these the hairy, hairy metals. Yeah. And bearing in mind, this is going out on, I, was, I think it was on BBC Two. I, I think it was on, no, it was, BBC, I, it was on BBC One or BBC Two. BBC uh, yeah. You're on mainstream telly and yeah. it's like you're opening with Metallica. <laughs> like, so it's like six, is, it, is it six o'clock it started or something? Yeah, aye, five, six, six o'clock. Aye, 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 aye. So, so I did, you know, sitting down eating your dinner and um, <laughs> James Hetfield well, comes on. I remember, I just remember just having a massive smile. Like, because Metallica it was, 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 was our band. It was our band, band at the time, wasn't it? I mean, I had three friends that were massively into all the big. Crash, so Megadeth, Anthrax, the, the big three basically mm-hmm. Anthrax, Metallica, and uh, Megadeth. Slayer. 
<laughs> boy, sorry, Slayer as well. And Aye. they loved it. They just thought it was awesome. It was just brilliant, you know. Aye, absolutely. I saw I saw them, well, apart from the tribute concert, I saw them twice on the back tour. They were just yeah, unbelievable. Just, Aye. We saw them at SEC, yeah. I think, in 1992. I was at that one. Aye. And it was funny. So I remember Lars Ulrich shouting to the crowd. Glesky. Yeah, Glesky. <laughs> but, but he also says, so how many of you were, because obviously the Black Album was the album Massive, that really aye. broke them worldwide. Uh, and he says, so how many of you were here the last time? And, and, and he and yeah, fuck hell you were. Aye, <laughs> aye, aye, aye. No chance. Aye. Yeah, because no, he got a big... Bandwagon jumpers. Yeah. <laughs> but, but um, so I suppose after the, the tribute concert, um, I know you watched at the time, you said you had obviously an emotional connection at the time. Maybe looking back, it's it's, you know, it's maybe not so successful, but what at any point were you thinking, ah, oh, do you know what? It could work with another singer. No, aye, good, correct answer. <laughs> uh, when, they, when, they, when they mentioned George Michael, I said, yeah, on on certain songs, yeah, 100%. On certain songs, it could work, but on other songs, and and they were proved, they were proved wrong, um, we were proved right because. Paul Rogers, you know, when they hooked up with Paul Rogers, um, when you hear him doing another one bites the dust and I want to break free, it's just cringe fest. Yeah, it's, it's wrong, aye. It's wrong for his voice, it's wrong yeah. for the style. Wrong yeah. for his voice. I mean, I, I've seen Paul Rogers, I love Paul Rogers, I've seen yeah. him twice, I think. Not great, so yeah. And he's, uh, you know, just aye. not good, not aye. good. But um, yeah, the tribute concert, you were right. Um, uh, I think it might have been yourself, David, that mentioned this, that let's be honest, the tribute concert was just a mishmash of Brian's favourite rock bands that he was into yeah. and people that were, um, and to get the viewing figures up, yep. um, you know, people who were um, popular at the time yeah. or newish, mm -hmm. I mean, which was Lisa Stansfield, obviously, and Seal and, you know, so... It, when I sort of, when I listened to that episode on the podcast, that's I, I, I sort of thinking, God, you're you're absolutely spot on. It's like it's just like a Brian May fest. This, yeah, this nice, I, even the set list and everything, you know, their Queen songs. Yeah. It's it's all Brian mostly. Yeah, yeah and I it's, totally. it's maybe a celebration of Freddie's life, and you know, mm -hmm. and it's not really. I mean, in, in its true sense, it's not. Yeah, it is in the sense that it was a celebration. I think someone said it, it wasn't us. I think it was maybe one of the people that left a voice message saying it was like a. It was a celebration of Queen. It wasn't a celebration yeah. of Freddie. Yep, it was totally. more, more about a celebration of Queen. Um, I mean, yeah. the, the the set was. I mean, the, the the songs they played general were not too bad. But yeah, yeah. I have to. Uh, one of the things, obviously, you guys brought up about the just jumping back a bit to the Magic Tour. Yeah, I guess you can include the tribute concert in this. One of the difficulties these guys have got when they're playing in a stadium. Um, maybe they notice this on the the works tour because obviously the works tour has a lot more uh, deep cuts in the set list mm -hmm. they I were playing to arenas and they were playing i think to stadiums in south africa yeah we won't talk about that but um, <laughs> jesus what were they thinking oh no million dollars <laughs> exactly like that's exactly million what dollars or <laughs> um uh the, you can go and see if you go to see a live act in a stadium and it becomes self-indulgent where they're doing deep cuts and and stuff that the crowd doesn't know 
Because the problem is, is when you get into a state, when you become into a stadium act, your your audience does change. You, oh, you, totally. you are getting yeah. the masses. And if yeah. you're gonna, if you're gonna, if, if you're gonna um, get the masses going, the reality is you have to play the hits. No, that, this is true. This is true. Yeah. And and that I, I can see why you guys were upset about the the Magic tour, and it's just a greatest hits set list. But you know they'd attracted the pop audience in '84 with the works, and mm. that obviously accelerated with Live Aid. And um, you know, so if you're gonna do, and if you're gonna do all these big stadiums, you can't do the audience by that point is not going to be like the Queen audience of 79. No, oh, yeah, totally absolutely. Yep, yep. It's different. Yeah. Um, That's a, I mean, but, any, you, you, I think we, uh, I don't know, we, we touched upon this in one of the pods about stadium gigs, just what you're saying, Alex. I think it's, you know, there's a high percentage of them that are just going to be casual fans, you know, and any, if it's aye, like even a Metallica yep. gig, you know, yeah. in Wembley Stadium, you know, half of them, yeah, I've got the Black Album, I've got, I've heard this all that, that you know. So, but that's maybe it, you know. So, and the rest, well, I'm, I hard, you I'm know. So. You know, if yeah. you're what you're talking about, I, I, I came into Metallica and the Black Album as a result mm. of Enter Sandman. Yeah, but, yeah, you know. that's it. And there's no shame in any of that, you know. And it's not, no, it's not, not on the fans at all. I think, I think the the thing with the Magic Tour, and I think probably we will all agree in this. I think it was more more than just a set list for me. I think it was just. Uh, you know the 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 dilution of their, their rawness as well. You know, even as yeah, a, as a, as a yeah. live mix, even even how they looked and all. That. I mean, I know the you know we talk about the you know the the famous the one that the famous Freddie pose. It's always the yellow jacket and the and that's like there's so many I more iconic or uh, iconic looks. images to me than that one. You know, and it's just that it's just that's not my queen. It's, it's, but I think that's <laughs> but I think that's it's a very universal image of Freddie, and that's fair enough. And and listen if. If that's used and it and it gets people thinking about Fred, it can be a bad thing, you know. But um absolutely. But um but yeah, yeah. But um I magic too. But the, the, yeah, going back to the sort of tribute concert though, that mm. was um you know, right in what we're saying, it's 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 Brian's um it's basically well, Brian and Roger. I think Roger, to be fair, I think did a lot of the organizing as well. But ah, yeah, yeah. From, um understand. that is unfortunately, you know, sort of looking back. That's when the rot. Well, the rot had started in when you guys I see were talking about great sets too, and I'm thinking actually the rot started early. So you've got great sets too, and you've got yeah. you know Brian recently releasing "Driven by You" the week that Freddie died, and yeah. aye, bad. That was bad. That's just like oh really? Yeah. And then obviously the tribute concert could have been a lot better, and that's when, unfortunately when. The reality of Freddie passing, you realise just how strong they are as four people. Yeah, and they've lost a key member, and mm. you know, you can, they're they're naked. They're they're quite yeah. they're they're exposed. Absolutely, and they're far and, from home. Uh, yeah, yeah, so they're, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're naked and so far from home. But <laughs> it's true. And then obviously yeah, yeah. John Deacon, um, he starts to. You know, himself. <laughs> and then obviously you've got so the rot had started, and unfortunately, you know, whilst I played Made in Heaven a lot, um, there's not great content in that album at all. No, you know? not at all. Um, no. This is when, and this is when I get a wee bit 
thinking about <laughs> Brian and I'm thinking he thinks it's the best album they've ever done. And I'm yeah, going, yeah. how could it possibly be the best album you've ever Well, no. I think we kind of spoke about that and, you know, because fucking Freddie wasn't there. Yeah, I think Freddie, Freddie wasn't there too. Uh, it was uh, a nice, he, he, uh, exactly. He had a nice yeah. free run to do what he wanted, whereas Freddie uh, would have just been like, no. I, I mean, it's, it's the stuff I've said on the actual podcast. Yep. Probably yep. just them, um, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, that's just whole this whole thing that we've painstakingly put all this together. No, there's what three tracks, and the rest is all Aye. just you know stuff that's Aye, been reworked, reworked. You know, so I, the, yeah. it's the narrative around it that really, really I found I actually personally found offensive. Aye. You know, um, and it was coming from Brian. It was coming from Roger. You know, it was more so Brian, I'd say. Um, and again, it's back to that. This was my earlier point. It's just it's the way he spins things. He's he's very. He's very political, you know, in the way he spins things. I think, I think at times when it comes to Queen and and, and the story, the story of Freddie certainly um, at times. And by I, I keep feel I have to qu- qu- you know qualify that by saying, by no means do I think that Brian, you know, Brian loved Freddie clearly, you know, and and probably misses him every day. So I'm not I'm not going to say that you know there's any kind of other agenda at play here. But he's just, I think at the end of the day, I think they they all the money machine. It's important to them, you know, and it always was, even when Freddie was alive, you know. So I think that's, you yeah, know, whilst the money machine, though, when they were alive, was 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 there. It wasn't uh, the you weren't getting lots of rehash. Ah, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. The rock starts in, so they they released the Freddie Mercury album, then they release Queen Rocks, and then. Yeah. Uh, and then before you know it, there, 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 there's compilation after compilation. And then it's <laughs> yeah. a, you've got the Platinum Collection, you know. The Platinum Collection for me, or even great, you know, even Great Sits 2, it, for me it's like User Illusion 1 and 2. So you've got a really, really good album in there if you... if you I strip it down. Uh, strip, I, it out, yeah. strip out the dog shit. Yeah. Um, and there is a lot of that, unfortunately. And But... It, Greatest Hits Three particularly has just been put together. Um, right, even saying it, even <laughs> saying it is ridiculous. Greatest Hits Three. It just, you're thinking you've just you're you're finding a, a an excuse or a reason to put this song onto this yeah. because I don't know because um, you've not got enough material. You know, Prince of you know, the Universe, for example, <laughs> an awesome song, but it wasn't released in the UK. It was released Absolutely. in the US. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. I, it's a real. I, I just find it a real shame um, that the and I have a real, I have a real issue with their legacy or how they've how they've dealt with their legacy. They've done it. They've don't get me wrong. They've released a lot of good things. A Absolutely. lot of good things. Yeah, yeah. Run, but they've there's been a and I'm not just talking about the releases. I'm talking about just things that have happened. Decisions. Yeah. yeah musical yeah. collaborations. So if you look at the good stuff, you've got. And feel free to disagree. Live at the Rainbow, Night, Rainbow. Of, the Opera, Night of the Opera, when they did the re-release, the New as the World box awesome. set. Yeah. Simon Lupton's Queen documentary, I really like. The oh, Freddie box set that, um, that I got, I think 2003, I think that came oh, out. Oh, yeah, with the demos and things like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. there's things like, you've got things like this. Um, this. Oh, yeah, the new Oh, the photographs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just awesome. You've got... Yeah. You've got this from Mick Rock. Um, ah, that's yeah, cool, man. That's mm-hmm. just awesome. You've that's stuff that you want. Uh, sorry, so this is Killer Queen, the mm. uh, the photographs that Mick Rock done. The first one was the Neil Preston photographs. And this one, you've got 40 Years of Queen. 
Mm-hmm. I really love that stuff. That stuff's yeah. brilliant, and that's Absolutely. been put together really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Did you guys ever go to that Queen exhibition in 2011, um, which detailed their, the start, you know, pre-Queen and then up to 76? Um, it no. was called Storm Tro- Stormtroopers and Stilettos. No, I seem to remember no. this, but I, I, no, you're, you're, I think you're thinking of the one maybe just before COVID, the year before COVID. Remember, we went and it was the um, one of the photographers. What was his name again? Oh, that's remember right. It was in that, was... that car dealership. Yeah, that's right. Was... <laughs> so it was. Aye, 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 oh, aye. I went to that. That's um, uh, Dennis O'Regan. Dennis O'Regan. Dennis O'Regan. That's, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, you yeah. were everywhere we were, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, did you go to the one in Edinburgh? Because he, he was at no, the Glasgow. Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. The Glasgow, yeah. Because right, right. he did. Um, he did Edinburgh, and it was at the mini dealership at Newbridge. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, funnily enough, I talked to him more about Queen than I did about Bowie. <laughs> I <laughs> the Bowie exhibition yeah. I saw him, I didn't see him at the Queen one. Ah, right, okay. Um, oh, nice one. Yeah, there's, there's that, and the, you know, Brian's released that book in 3D, which was excellent. That, that exhibition was phenomenal. It was yeah. just, I, I mean, I was there for four or five hours. Mm-hmm. I actually went round it, I think, three times. Yeah. Because cool. there was a lot of text uh, on the wall, and I was just reading everything, and they had lots of costumes and you know memorabilia anecdotes etc etc it was just it was just magic and that's that's the thing i mean even even um like the miracle box set right okay it's not an album that i love it's not an album that we all collectively love but i can see the worth in releasing it you know i can see the worth in releasing like this is the box of that album here's all the extra bits and bobs that we done you know we didn't make the album or they're different to me that makes sense that released absolutely makes sense you know so, and, and all that you know so it's okay it's not my favorite album but it's a release it makes sense and i think you're right that they, they do get it right from i mean like queen on fire at the bowl that's that's amazing phenomenal that's you know the um obviously they they, they re-released yeah um you know the montreal gig and all that as well so i mean yeah i mean it's it's and there's more out there you know you know there's more out there you know that could be put out gig wise you know even i loved it as grainy and as horrible the footage looks i'd love to see the south american stuff you know just just yeah, pull yep. something together and mm. on that you know um but it's that kind of stuff and and i think that anthology thing that we all just want we just want an anthology just ah, give exactly, us just yeah. give us mm-hmm. t- charge 300 pound for it you know and just put it all in we'll, we'll, we'll get the money together we'll buy yeah. it you know it's like you know it's My, uh, the only the, the, the only snare problem i've got with with them when they when they when they've attempted some of these is is you know they just give us stuff that we've had before ah exactly just repackage it they just repackage it i don't know if you guys go on um there's a there's a queen forum uh that i go on i go on it actually every single day it's really really good Mm -hmm. um what's the forum there yeah i'll tell you it's called uh it's a queen queen chat dot boards dot net okay um, There's probably a fucking hit out on that on all three <laughs> members of us. Funny enough, you've only actually been mentioned by once or twice. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, surprise, surprise. Uh, eh? exactly. <laughs> but it's actually not a loving though. Dude. It's again, it's not a loving. And um, right. yeah, you know, so people post videos and they'll, they'll they'll post videos or they'll post rare stuff. And the, there was one really really good. I guarantee you've never seen it before. It was a video of. Um, Brian and John, they're dressed in tuxedos and they're at the roof gardens in Kensington and they've got Bill Wyman. But what's so funny about this video is John Deacon is absolutely gone. 
I mean, yeah. you know that bit in the magic years when he goes under the table, uh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, falls off his chair, or he does that stupid dance and then falls off his falls off his. It's just like that. He's absolutely <laughs> gone. He's getting into it. Goes on. The interview is probably about two, three minutes, and every answer he gives, he's just pissed as. That's brilliant, <laughs> man. Yeah, you're the uh, link, so we can. Uh, yeah, 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 I'll send you a link to it. It's just hilarious, but you know, but sort of coming back to, I mean, that's the. That's kind of the good stuff. I also bought the, the the Royal Mint coins and I bought the the, the stamps as well and I've, I've got them framed and they're really nice. But yeah. um, then you come on to the bad stuff. Jesus uh-huh. Christ, where do we start? Yeah, made in heaven. No, but no one but you. You know, between oh. compilations. You know, the the fact that they sold their music out so much in adverts. Oh, I know oh, it's no. fucking horrible, man. Mm. Yeah. You know, and I'll tell you another thing that I really haven't liked, which, and it's, they've obviously capitalized on Freddie's, mm-hmm. you know, when they want to sell something, they'll, they'll have Freddie on his own, mm-hmm. you know, so whether it's the Wembley cover or um, uh, whatever, um, or the, you know, some of the photos from that gig, mm-hmm. um, you know, where he's got his head back, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that I find really frustrating because, when I when I we always talked about Queen, I always talk about them in you know like four people. I never I, talk. Yeah, yeah. I never yeah. go Freddie Mercury. When people talk about Queen, they'll, they'll say, "Oh yeah, Freddie Mercury and Queen." I'm like, uh, "No, it's Queen. Ah, yeah. four guys." Yeah, four is you know, and I, I just hate the fact that they just use him as the focal point and and I to to, to help sell the product. Ah, yeah, yeah and I think it's in contradiction. I mean, no, again, I'm, I feel like I'm just saying things I've already said in the previous pods, but. <laughs> The one thing that really, really got to me, and I don't know why I watched it, it was just, I think it was just a, just curiosity. And, you know, that thing that was on Netflix, the the show must go on, it's the Queen and Adam Lambert. So I thought, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I, I need to, I need to, I, I, I need to get annoyed. So I just started watching it. And um, so it opens up and it's, and it's, you see, it's all the bands, you know, Roger's kit, Brian's guitar, you know, John's bass, Freddie's mic, and then there's nobody there. And then behind it's a big screen. And it's shown footage of Freddie and the the cat you know, the pan, you know, the sort the camera's panning round. There's all this footage of Freddie's playing and blah 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 and all that. And you're thinking, right, fuck's sake, it's not even about Freddie. It's maybe about you're in the next chapter and you know, meant to be the next chapter on Queen's whatever the fuck, you know, evolution or whatever. So Right. It's okay. Not starts... Queen's evolution. Queen's evolution stops well, in. That. Well, it's size exactly revolution, right. maybe. I, I the evolution. I. Brian and Roger. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Brian and Roger. What is it? Queen. What do we all say? Queen minus Freddie and John. That's what it should be called. <laughs> the, the Queen equation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but but so I so it sets up that way. And and bear in mind, this is a Queen production kind of documentary. It's not like an independent thing or anything, right? So, and then Roger starts getting he's one of his many kind of like rants. Um, we get people saying, you know, um, it's not Freddie, so it's not worth a fucking blah blah blah. Well, don't come to the concert. Freddie's dead and he's not coming back. Yeah, I remember saying. And, remember saying. and you're thinking, right? So, so you pick your side here. You've started your documentary with images of Freddie, basically trying exactly what you're saying, there, Alex, using Freddie as the, as the kind of focal point, and then the the guy in the band saying Freddie's yesterday's news, and I don't mean that. Yeah. literally you know what i mean I, he, he loved the guy i get that and you know he misses him again the brian thing but to say that and then it's well what what is this here then if, if it's not about freddie anymore then keep his image just where it belongs then 
Unless he'd done you know, 50 interviews that day and, he, and they'd been asked every single day. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, but yeah, and it, move on. Do, do what you want to yeah. fucking do. I, mean, Aye, I don't, don't want to exploit his image. At Aye, the gigs, I man. don't want any fucking part of it, you know, and, and, and <clears throat> but, you know, crack on, but just just don't, don't hit, hit us with that shit, you know, because you are absolutely exploiting. Oh, 100%. You know, the memory of Freddy, you know. Whether you're doing it overtly, whether it's been done subtly, but I don't I, think anything Brian Royer have done since Freddie died, I mean, it's been very subtle. So it's all no, been... No, no, that's true. I mean, you know. the you know, coming back to the multiple... We obviously got multiple re-releases of Wembley 86, we always, and we got Live Aid, which is great. Um, I've actually got something from that Simon Bates interview, which I, I do want to play you. Oh, excellent, yeah. Live Aid. Talk about predicting the future. Um, but come on to that in a second. But you know, you go on these forums, and the diehards are getting forgotten. The diehards are getting forgotten about. You know, mm. we're we're like the we're like the um, the the forgotten town in northeast England. You know, where, yeah. where the, the, the Tories have just forgotten about. Completely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're the same. You know, we want South America eighty-one. We want. Um, you know, Hyde Park. We want conservative camp, uh, conservative people campaign. We want yeah. Houston seventy seven, Japan, uh, Japan seventy five, Paris seventy nine. You know, you can keep going on. We don't want to see Wembley eighty six again. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. We know it's their biggest gig. We know it's the most popular gig. Yeah. Um, but Jesus Christ, I, know. I just they've got, dead they've, off. they've got the footage, but they, you know. It's got to make money, and the diehards aren't going to make the money. So that's probably one of the reasons why they don't do it. Yeah, it doesn't. That's a very good point, actually. Yeah. I and I, I did much rather. Well, I think this is much rather on earth. Like this, we I found this gem, Fred. Oh, we didn't know it exist. You know, we we found it. Oh, it's just we just discovered. No, you fucking didn't. You opened the drawer and you went, "What can we do now?" And you picked out the fucking tape, and you you know you've you've you know a la um, the miracle one was it called again? Um, face it alone. Face it alone. Uh, face it alone. You know. Um, so, but uh, sorry, Joe, you were going to say something there. Sorry, I'd cut off. Um, I can't remember, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean, we, we we can keep going on, you know. Yeah, yeah. We will rock you with five. We will rock you the musical. I mean, <laughs> I went and saw it twice. I only went the second time just to make sure it was shit. It was that you went to say, like, it surely gets better, and it's just it's just the the ultimate cheese fest, right. you know. You know, because the, the the script leads into titles of songs, and uh, you're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh really? Yeah. Nah. It's, and then and obviously Queen and Paul Rogers, won. Queen and Paul Rogers, Queen and Adam Lambert, Cosmos Rocks. You remember the Cosmos Rocks? <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> you know, party at the palace at the at Buckingham oh, Palace. Yeah. You know, oh, the knighthood. He worked hard for that knighthood. Oh, I did. Right. right. <laughs> it's a brown noise like, uh, then the one that we haven't talked about and you haven't done a podcast on. Oh, of course. I've got a bit of it, actually. For, for... The Bohemian Rhapsody film. Yeah, yeah. We will. Let's just move on for that, man. <laughs> now, I'm going to defend it with two parts of the script, which I did think was very, very good. The only two bits of the script, which I really, really liked, and I've just, I had them written down, I'll read them out. And it's that scenario, it's the scene where they're in the office with um, the record producer that Mike Myers plays. Yeah. 
And mm -hmm. he says, so tell me, what makes Queen any different from all the other wannabe rock stars I meet? And he says, um, I'll tell you what it is. We're four misfits who don't belong together playing to the other misfits, the outcasts right at the back of the room who are pretty sure they don't belong either. We belong to them. We're a family, but no two of us are the same. Some, um, you know, something that that will make people feel belongs to them. And I, and I thought, yeah, that's pretty spot on. Yes, um, but do you not think it's yeah. pretty on the nose um, for a script, though? Do you like to be in a film script? There's having one of them say that. Do you know what I'm saying? But I know it's it is it is a bit cheesy, <laughs> but you're you're kind of struggling. It's like their mission statement, isn't it? It's like you know. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, then they said um, we'll mix genres, we'll cross boundaries, we'll speak in bloody tongues if we want to. There's no musical ghetto that can 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 contain us. That's it. No one knows what Queen means because it doesn't mean one thing. So I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. That's yeah. they're, they're, They've got that bit right, but the rest of it, well, <laughs> let's not talk about the timeline. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, I mean it's well documented. Oh, uh, I know. I mean, I, I mean, I, I know Michael, Michael Leg, um, and to an extent Andrew and Neil um, were both defender, but for for. For, you know, they, they they were looking at it in a in an ironic way and actually enjoyed it in uh, an ironic sense. I just can't. Comedy movie, I just right? I, I just can't. It's just so. And I'm not saying it's not important to them. Of course it is. Um, but it just it's just the number they done on Freddy. I just can't. I can't forgive them. Aye, it's the tone. Yeah, the, the whole. I tone mean, I, I watched. I must admit, I watched the live aid scene back as well, and I. I just, oh, it, Everyone raves about it. I go, ah, it's okay, but it's, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually struggling, you know. And then I'm thinking, you know, then you watch it sort of side by side and you think, well, he actually did do a really good job. Mm -hmm. um, but I've got some, I'll just quickly play you this Simon Bates um, uh, thing. Talk about predicting the future. So this is, so the interview's finished and, um, you know, he's, uh, Simon Bates is playing. Um, I can't remember what song it was, but he plays it and then he talks about the interview and how there's not, a, you know, there's there was a lot of um, footage or uh, a lot of the interview they didn't play, but listen to what he says, though. To sum him up, uh, one thing he said to me that we weren't able to use in this piece of tape, there's so much material we actually had that we couldn't use. We were talking about the appearance that Queen are going to make at Live Aid and he said he was delighted about it. And I said, how can you be delighted? It's a mega concert for everybody. Mega's a word I shouldn't use. No one is going to be able to do a voice check, a sound check, or a lighting check. It'll be just Queen exposed, naked, as it were. And he said, I'm delighted about that, because it will actually prove to people that Queen are a musical band, not just an effects band. My impression of the bloke, having spent a few hours with him, is that he's incredibly nice, very shy, and slightly worried about what other people think of him. Mm. So there you go. Aye, mm. absolutely. No, it's nice to hear him say that. Actually, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, just, it's cool. just about the band, and it's about the. Yeah. They're finally going to see. I that's it's, it's, it's not all, and, that, and that's the thing about it. It's it's you know we said that in the early days. It's quite obvious Queen wanted to be stars. You know they wanted to be huge, and but they just had that. You know, so they the big extravaganza. You know, stage shows and. Oh, but but did the music just, to back it up? Absolutely. If you don't have the music and the skill and the talent, then it's 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 yeah. vapid. You know, um, and I think that's what people can't see beyond the. You know the the stage shows and the big lights and all that. They they, they think that's it. They think that's all there is. You know. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think you've got you've, you've you've pretty much got. If you, there's probably about three or four different types of Queen fans. You've got your greatest hits fans, mm -hmm. 
which my sister would fall into the category of, um, <laughs> my uh, my wife would fall into the category of, um, and then you've got the greatest hits fan that also owns a few Queen albums, and then there's maybe the the third fan who owns mm-hmm. most of their albums, and then you've got geeks like us. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, there's a lot of you're you're right. There's a lot of people that don't, you know, they don't know beyond "Don't Stop Me Now." Oh, all the all the all the hits, mm-hmm. you know, and and, that, and that's a real shame, you know. Despite the fact, obviously, you had the you know the movie, but um, it's just that's, the way it is. That's um, it. I mean, and I think I, I hold out hope. I mean, I hold out hope, um, and I think to, to an extent, I know he's a bit older. Uh, Paul's son, she, I mean, he's Paul's, she's about 21, 22, something. 23. 23, right. Yeah. Um, and I know she has been posting on Twitter. He's actually just discovering a lot of the music that we loved, you know, 20 years ago um, and longer, you know. And I think he, he started listening to the first album and Queen 2 and all. Mm-hmm. So he's discovering this music for the first time. And and I think that was the point I was going to make. It's like, I just, I just want to, I, I just, I know it'll exist somewhere in the world where, like, you know, that 14 year old puts on Queen 2 where we know no real knowledge of what Queen are or what it is. it's just yeah. maybe some strange album that's sitting in his house that belonged to someone in his family you know something like that and it just takes takes that person somewhere and that they go on their journey and they they kind of start where we started kind of almost you know I think it yeah. I think it will still happen and, and still you know well, I think people will still discover Queen and, and not through the way Brian and Roger want people to discover Queen, you know. I think part uh, of the problem is it's not the kids' yeah. fault. I don't think it's the ch- you, you can necessarily blame the young, the youth. No, not at, not at all. Not but at all. From the, but from the perspective of the music that they or how they um, how they not only how they consume music, but how music is constructed, mm-hmm. and a lot of them, um, you know, the the music that's constructed now that's popular. They get to the uh, the vocal really quick. Mm-hmm. There's no yeah, yeah, big long yeah. intro. There's Absolutely. no build up. You know, no pre-chorus. Could you imagine a twenty, um, you know, a, a fourteen-year-old mm. listening to "Shine On You" Crazy Diamonds? No, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mentally long intro. They're, they're just bored, and this yeah, is yeah. and this is going to be the problem because they're yep. so used to you know instant gratification. Aye. Yeah. So if they go and listen to something like father or son or or um i'm trying you know even death on two legs yeah you know uh, you know they're bored within because they're just used to having music get to the point really quickly well well, yeah Yeah. well you're probably aware of the 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 guy that does a youtube videos rip beato yeah i love him Uh, right well he does a lot of videos on that and um yeah he goes through the top 10 does he the current Uh, top 10 and just mm -hmm. Fascinates them. Aye. 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 But music now, uh, um, <clears throat> the, the, the pre-chorus doesn't exist in, in, yeah. in popular music now. It just doesn't yeah. exist. It's been eradicated out of music, and it's for the very reason you're talking about. It's just mm-hmm. it's to get to the to get to the hook, which is is all about the chorus, even more so now than it was back in the day, you know. It's it's definitely and intros are nobody has intros anymore, like you were saying, they're just straight to verse chorus yeah. it's how many times you can get the chorus in before it ends do you know what i mean and that, but i think that's the you know but i, I suppose you, you could i mean that's you know what, what alex saying i suppose what you're saying as well joe um alex is saying and yourself um <clears throat> you know um that i think that's all very very true but the fact that great stats are still selling you know them by the shed load all the time and those pop songs on that which we all agree aren't simple pop songs no they're not yeah, no. melodically 
they are. Yeah, they're very hooky and the melees are beautiful and mm-hmm. really catchy. But construct, they're really constructed very, very densely and very, you know, cleverly. Oh, you know? Aye, absolutely. And, aye. and the fact that you know that's still popular, and, and there'll be a lot of youngsters buying those albums. It means it means there's, there's maybe a wee bit of hope, you know, um, that you know the kids will actually aye. start to, to start to go. Actually, there's more going on here than just and, and just uh, a, a nice melody and then a big chorus, you know. Well, uh, well, I mean, for example, I mean, when I get into Queen in, in what '86 somewhere in about there, even as a young kid. I gravitated towards the seventies stuff. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. that even. I wasn't even that into like the works mm-hmm. and the kind of my brother yeah, was. Yeah. He, but which was quite funny because he's like ages with Paul. Mm-hmm. He's a, a fair bit older, but I always just liked the seventies stuff more. So I mean, I was a kid listening to Ogre Battle and thinking this is yeah. the fucking shit. You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah, there'll yeah. be that's universal. There will be youngsters that yeah. do the same thing. But yeah, hopefully. But um, um, you haven't asked the question though, and we haven't asked the question. What's our What's our favourite albums? What's our favourite? Um... Well, you go first then, mate. Ah, yeah, yeah, you guessed, go first. Alex, you you go, go first. first. So, so well, that we can... We can the top three funny. changes, but the top three essentially is, uh, and I'd probably definitely put Sheart Attack at number one. Mm-hmm. Right, Queen's yeah. number two, and Nightly Opera number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then News of the World, Data Races, uh, NUN... Um, yeah, innuendo and then the works and then um try to think what's left. The game. Uh, <laughs> the game. The game. The game. The game. Yeah, the game obviously. The game. Um and then it's sort of you're kind of you're starting to it's getting to struggle. Do, yeah. Dodgy territory. Mm-hmm. Um but the worst album I think the worst album is still the miracle and the yeah. kind of magic's not far off it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but right. then when you look at a kind of magic you go actually well god well one year really, yeah it's so about half of it's good Joe Neil, half of it's brilliant. Yeah. but then that's you're thinking god what were the hell were they thinking I know I know I think <laughs> Joe nailed it for me it was when we did the kind of magic podcast he, he, he summed up perfectly for me um, the highs are so fucking high but the lows are so low yeah. it's like that you know it's, yeah. it's not like Aye. You've got these amazing songs and these kind of fillers. It's like these amazing songs and these absolute fucking dire songs, you know. I think uh, yeah. I think as well because you you guys obviously got having the musical the musicians background opens my eyes to the fact that that whilst I do like One Vision and I do like Hammer Hammer to Fall, for example, you you open my eyes to the fact that actually there's production issues there. There's yeah there's, yep. well, there's problems. Yeah. But you haven't turned me off. Don't stop me now, or I kind of magic because I still like them. So ah, <laughs> okay. I mean, don't stop me now. Has actually started to kind of. It's, it's one of the, we was talking about earlier on about Queen songs that you know don't. Sit, it's it's kind of coming back to me a little bit. Well, it, it was never actually there in the first place for me, even as a kid. That I was it was never mm. one of those songs I gravitated towards. But um, but it's starting to. I'm starting to kind of enjoy it now. You know, I don't know, I don't know if they go through periods with, with Queen albums, Queen songs where they mm-hmm. come in out of favour, but this one is kind it's of a good song. It's a good song. It's a good song. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, I mean, I always think that when we're talking about your favourite Queen songs, what are the Queen songs that when you actually put the, when you put them on, you it immediately grabs you, like properly grabs you, and and that opening bar to "Don't Stop Me Now" is is yeah know, yeah, just it's just awesome. When I, I mean, I remember, I mean, I was never a huge fan of it. And then I remember when I was, we did, um, we're at the Queen Convention and, you know, you go in the, the 
and when I got through to Queen Mastermind final, you all get asked by Jim Jenkins, you know, what's your favorite Queen song, favorite Queen album? And there was a guy on stage, and this was in 2000, and the ballroom at the time was quite full. And mm-hmm. so there was a lot of people watching us. And, and he said, what's your favorite Queen song? He said, don't stop me now. And there was this, you could hear the the reaction in the audience. as if about say, like, what? what? what really? And, then, yeah, and yeah. then obviously in the last 22 years, it's just <laughs> taken off. Um, okay. And I, I, I I, I don't have an issue with that. I, I, I really like it. I've got there's something that I really enjoy watching is people that are not Queen fans uh, singing along to their their records. It doesn't matter which one it is. Um, yeah, no, there is. There's a bit of, you know, um, abandoning it, you know, and it's kind of, I think people just accept that they, they you know, I think that's one, you know, I'd, I'd you know, name your favorite. I think you could ask most people if you got a favorite Queen song, and they, and they would say, "Oh, like this is my favorite one." Might not be right. a fan. Might not have. Might not even have greatest hits. Just what they've heard on the radio, but they'll have a favorite song. Usually, it's like kind of like I think it's kind of like Madonna or something. You know, you've got a favorite Madonna song. You might know necessarily on any albums, but there'll be a Madonna song that you right. that is your favorite. It's kind of like that. I'm not really them, you know. But Ray of know. Light's really really good. I really like uh, that's a good song. Uh, in fact, just what you're saying there, I've I've always kinda had a theory that everybody, even if they don't like Queen, secretly like one song. And I actually put it to the test with one of my mates, a guy called Bradley. You know Bradley, punk. you've met uh, the punk. Yeah, yeah. Bradley's like an old punk, you know what I mean? He's in his fifties and stuff like that. Fucking hates Queen. He's just a punk. That's all he listens to, right? And uh eventually one day I says to him, I bet you like one Queen song. He's like, do a fuck. He's like the fucking shit. And I was like, right. And then one of his favorite bands, a punk band called Poison Idea, covered the fast version of We Will Rock You. <laughs> and he and he said, I like that. And I said, I fucking knew it. And so you've just <laughs> you've just you've just proven to me you're you you know, you hate Queen, but you like one Queen song. He's like, all right, don't fucking rub it in. And it's like right. Good. <laughs> so everybody you not played in News of the World, you know. I, 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 know. I, I he's, he's, he's like just, she heart attack. Uh, no, he doesn't. Back. No, he doesn't. You think he would because he's a punk, but no, he doesn't. Uh, no. He's fighting it too hard. He's fighting it too he's hard. Fighting it too hard, uh, die. Yeah, yeah. But if it's you're talking about if you're talking about favourite Queen albums and stuff like that, um Ah uh, well, News of the World's my my number one. That's my favorite Queen album. Queen two, second, and I want to say Sheer Heart Attack, but and it is fuck it. It probably should be, but the game has a kind of place in my heart where it. Uh, uh, so I'd probably say that that's joint. But I, I mean, all the pretty much all the stuff right up to the game, it, it could be interchangeable really. But that's probably uh, my yeah. my top three anyway. What about you guys? What's yours, Paul? Um. But my favorite just now, no, just favorite three, favorite three records. My favorite just now is "A Date the Races." Mm -hmm. Nice one. That's the one I've been playing the most recently. Um, uh, So I'll go "A Date the Races," Queen Two, and "A Night at the Opera." (laughs) News, best news in the world, man! I can get a grip. That's, that's, yeah, I've, I've that's got, 14 or something like that. I've got, a, I've got a top five, and I don't really know what order they're in, I'll be honest. Ah, Queen 2. It's very hard, isn't it? It's uh, like, Queen 2, Sheer Art Attack. Changes every day. Queen 2, Sheer Art Attack, News of the World, um, innuendos in there. Although, I know, innuendos gets flaws, but there's a lot of weight in, you know, the title track, the, you know, what's Aye. going on. I think just for that reason, and because of being a fan at that time and everything that was going on, you know, um, it's quite, mm. quite, quite big for me, um, and 
that's four on it. Um, and I think it's it's probably a day at the races as well. Um, I do like the game. I get Joe's the game, but game's probably just right, sitting just outside. Great. It's just probably just sitting outside my top five. But but ask me next year. Sheer heart attack, no one there. Was she heart I did. Do I mention sheer heart attack? All oh, right, right, cool. Queen cool. two sheer heart attack. Use the world and you end the one day at the races. For me. I mean, I remember, let... I remember David when you did a night the night night of the opera. I remember when you were reviewing it. You weren't correct me if I'm wrong. You you weren't keen on certain aspects of a night of the opera. Perhaps the the vaudeville, like lazing on a Sunday afternoon and good company yeah. seaside rendezvous. I think I think that was yeah. that, Alex. I think. Um, and you hate love of my life. I don't hate love of my life. But um, I think it was side one because we used to do like side one, side two, and we talk That's about right, it in those right. that context. But I think after side one, so you've got laziness uh, Sunday afternoon, and you had seaside rendezvous on the same side. Ah, and I think I made the point when you take the needle off side A after like having your heart attack, you might be. Like, That's two of those songs in the first side. What the fuck are this band becoming? You know, aye, they might they be a wee bit of, them a wee bit. They're aye. starting to become a wee bit of a novelty. These novelty songs creeping in and all that. Mm-hmm. I think I made that point. The songs themselves, Seaside Rendezvous, I'm not fussed with, but I really love uh, Lazing on a Sunday Afternoon. I guess like, it's yeah. excellent. It's, it's executed beautifully, you know what I mean? It's, it's just perfectly, you know. Um, Musicianship in these songs is fucking aye, brilliant. I can't deny it, but um, but love of my life, I don't hate it, but I think it's overrated. Well, aye, take you your breath, take my breath away is a far better song for me. I made that point on the night of, night of the opera <clears> pod um, that, you know, and then we eventually got to it that they, for me it is, you know, you take my breath away. Um, Love mm-hmm. of my life me, to me isn't it? I think it's it is alive. I think it is overrated and I think it's, again, I've just struggled with I don't think they, 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 they should have been, it could, it could have been more orchestral. They either which should have went more or less, and I think they just get caught in this halfway house that they didn't quite see it through. This is just my feeling on it. Or they should have just stripped it right back. I I, I like it live. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think well. it works better live with the acoustic. Yeah, like you're saying, that kind of feeds into what you're saying about the stripping yeah. it back even yeah. more. Or because you just were having a go at me about it. I remember that. Yeah. You were both. Um... We did. Uh, Always want to put the, fuck out, you mate. The thing with the <laughs> thing with love of my life is though it's it's actually sung, and and I think there is truth in this it's actually sung from the perspective of mary austin mm-hmm. not from freddie's perspective it's from so the, um so obviously the fact that he's and well, he's probably left her at this point yeah. um and, yeah. it's, and it's him uh he's he's singing on her behalf uh, that yeah. actually makes sense i poking yeah. my heart and now yeah. you've let uh, leave me and all yeah. that i Makes so sense. when you when you Pretty fucking big headed man, you think that's how she felt about it? Eh? Yeah. She, might, she might not give master. a fuck, you know. Uh, like, fuck you, Freddie, mate. I've I don't on. give a fuck. That's not how I feel. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's. Um, I mean, if we're talking, obviously we're talking about songs we like. What about songs we don't like? You know, and my the oh. my. The ones I've, I made a small, it's a small list because I love his voice. This is the problem, but yeah, yeah. So Close to Pleasure, Friends Will Be Friends, The Miracle, The Invisible Man, Winter's Tale, because uh, yeah. it's too, it's too saccharine sweet. Yeah. Uh, my Life Has Been Saved, Thank God It's Christmas, I Go Crazy, and Soul Brother. Fucking no. hell, calm yourself with the last, the last two, two man. man. I mean, you know, <laughs> the rest I'll give you everything else. I'll right. give you everything else. I the last two, man. Soul soul brother, brother, man. man. Come on, man. Fuck's sake. Well, the lyrics, 
And I don't like Mother Love on Made in Heaven could have been absolutely brilliant. And then they go and spoil it with the fade out with the, the you know, oh, yeah, obviously yeah. I'm going back to being in uh, a baby, you know, and, and you know, oh, it's bad. What have uh, you done to this? Pure you know, cheese, I mean, cheese. Born to love you as well on the on on Made in Heaven. It's like you've really spoiled this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turned into oh. a big dumb rock song, you know, and it's just, uh, yeah. They will not I, I think Paul's, Queen, man. I think Paul's um, when Paul said that you know rather than Brian singing that verse, just to leave it blank and just aye, that would have been a perfect way. That would have been aye. just almost kind of like this is where Freddie's voice should have been, and and you don't hear it. That that would have probably hit. Aye, much harder, no, harder, you know. Then, but then you hear the pain. And I know, I know. I'm talking about manipulation and exploiting and all that. But I think just when it's within the music and it and it makes sense in the context, aye, it's genuine. Aye, Freddie didn't get a chance. And that to could have been this. the last song on the record, actually. Yeah, aye, aye, aye. yeah. Should yeah, have been, but, should have yeah. been. Aye, yeah. I mean, aye, Well, yeah, just can I quickly ask you then, Alex? So, um, so Freddie recorded some vocals, and I want to just, <laughs> you know, um, emphasize that some vocals um, after a new endo that appeared on uh, Made in Heaven, so Mother Love being one of them, Winter's Tale, and you know, um, so I think we probably all agree Freddie wanted this stuff out. You know, he 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 left the band to finish it off and and release them. Now we probably didn't want Maiden Heaven to happen. So how for you would, how would you have preferred them to release these songs? Well, that's a good question. Um, the problem is if they'd left them unfinished, we'd be all saying, why didn't they finish you know, it off? Yeah. Yeah. Finish yeah. it off or do something. Because you're talking, I, I mean, you're only talking will, like if, three if songs here, maybe. Yeah. I think to answer that question, the, I think what they've done is lamentable, but it's because they're they're missing one member. They're very, come back to the fact that they're exposed. So let's say hypothetically that Freddie was still alive, and then they found all this. They forgot about all these recordings, and then the four of them did it. Mm-hmm. They'd have done us such a much better job. It would have been finished. It, it would have been. It would have been so much better. But. I don't. To be honest, I don't know how to. I don't know how yeah. to honestly answer that because I just. Mm-hmm. I just think that they're without Freddie. They're they're they're, 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 they're they have problems in, yeah. in terms yeah. of, uh, and they're missing that element. And John's mentally checked out of Queen by this point as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So mentally <clears throat> checking out. He didn't ch- obviously retire till '97, so three <laughs> years later, uh, or two years later. Um, and um, I think um, I think that's I think that's the problem. I yeah, think you've yeah. got you've got one member not you know stepping in and out of the band, and you've got Freddie not there, mm-hmm. so it's left yeah. to Brian and Roger, and it's not. No, it's it's never going to be there. No. Um, why do you feel that they should just never have released it then? Yeah, no, no, but yeah. there is a bit, there is something in that. Yep, yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, that's that, like you say, if it's unfinished, then it should we hear it? I suppose. I mean, I, I guess that I guess Matt, where I sit with it, is I don't resent them finishing it off. I mean, the, the, like I say, the stuff that was genuinely recorded post ah, new Freddy was alive, yep. ah, yeah, yeah, and, and after, after a new endo, um, I've got no issue with them, you know reworking it as best they can and putting them out so I, I think you know that's okay it's just obviously putting in this album with all these songs that have existed prior and you know mm-hmm. that's the problem but I, I would see them I see them if they just took those 
three songs or whatever it is, and just I, I would even forgive them if they put another compilation out and says, right, you're going to give me a compilation, and yeah. then there's the three songs that you know. I would actually add that found that less prob, prob, problematic than than this main having this you know we're painstakingly put this together and you know all this kind of. But again. You know they've got one ha- one eye on the bank balance, you know, and and that's that's absolutely the case, you know. So, um, what's going to sell more this compilation? You know, it might be just random songs, great or stats a again, al- or a new album, or a new album exactly that Freddie recorded before he died, which is not Bullshit. even ha- or not even half the truth. Uh, exactly. So, I think part of the problem, I think part of the problem of why their legacy isn't as good as say, I know. Springsteen hasn't retired, mm-hmm. but he's he's obviously coming to the 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 end of his recording. Yeah, uh, and then, you know he's in his seventies, so he's mm-hmm. the the thing is is the um, the Queen are Queen are obviously universally popular. They wanted to be the biggest band in the world. They want to keep the music and they want to keep the music alive, which I always fight. I I always struggled with because I always thought, well, the music's strong enough, so you don't need to. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. People will find it. Yeah. The the attitude is that we need to keep the the, the 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 music out there. So they're using every opportunity, you know, no matter if it's selling their soul, mm-hmm. um, you know, to promote it. Uh, yeah, no matter yeah. what it is, I mean, I mean, how many times do you how many times do you you cringe when the dog comes on the advert uh, selling flash yeah. liquid? I know, ah, it's brutal, yeah, yeah. man. It's yeah. like, and even Roger doesn't like it, but Brian defends it. You yeah, know, yeah, that's, yeah, that tells you all you need to know. But is Roger no like um, a kind of magic on a, a, a carpet advert or for sofas or something? A kind of magic was used. That's yeah. right. So yeah, yeah, it was. It was, it was, yeah. was you know, it was so. in the Coke advert. There was a Coca Cola advert. Um, oh, was that right? right. Summer, I think last year. I remember. Right. You know, it's just. Uh, it's I, just think it's, I think it's a real shame. I just, I, I think the, 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 there's that. Thing where they want to be the biggest band uh, at, at any cost. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah at ah, any cost of the music. Whereas yeah. you've got Springsteen, whose whose management and himself are very um, careful about very how they, careful about, uh, about what he legacy. Yeah, he, or his and legacy. You never and, hear his music yeah. in, in adverts. Yeah, um, and you know he's 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 very um, he's very careful about what he puts yeah. out. Yeah, um, I mean, you think about he, Springsteen. When... Yeah, you think about Springsteen. You think you think of you, you think of something that's classy, something you know, whether you're a fan or not. You think it's Floyd. Yeah, exactly. You think of something, some you know, an artist that's definitely looked after his career and and really been really careful about. You know, it's not that he's not taking chances or anything, but he's been careful about how he's actually perceived and how you know how, you know what legacy he's leaving. I mean, Led Zeppelin. I'm not big fans of Led Zeppelin at all. You know. Like the odd thing and all that, but they've they've been brilliant at that, keeping the mystery Aye, about them. Totally, man. You know, keeping their music. I mean, you know, not wanting it to to go anywhere they don't want it to go. Basically, you know. So yep. yeah, um, there's no class. Yeah, there's absolutely no class in, but in my opinion, and how Brian and Roger have let things basically transpire. You know, that's um, that's yeah, a point. I got um, I got dragged kicking and screaming to Queen and Adam Lambert, uh, which I'd emailed David about, um, <laughs> and actually it wasn't what is bad. It wasn't. It was actually all right. I, I mm-hmm. did come away going, yeah, that was actually very good. There was mm-hmm. there was aspect, but it wasn't a Queen show. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Obviously. Karaoke. It was, yeah, and 
his voice. I actually, as Adam Lambert as an individual, I think he's, he comes across as a really nice guy. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I've got nothing bad to say about him in that regard. And he's a fan as well. Um, mm-hmm. But do do I, you know, do I think it's, do I agree with it? Not really. Yeah. But they did, I mean, they, they, Brian came on and done um, Love of My Life and they have that bit where they, you know, Fred's got his hand out and he's touching his hand and that was really moving and they had, the thing that got me, it was in during These Are The Days Of Our Lives, they had the footage comes on, a lot of it from the magic years and various documentaries and mm-hmm. particularly from the 70s and yeah, that was it, I was gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, but the rest of it, yeah, so it was, it was, it was, it was a good show. But mm-hmm. I said to Jackie, "Thanks very much." But and she said, "Would you?" You know, I, I think she said she asked me, "Would I go and see it again?" And I said, "No, no, yeah, just going to yeah, be the nah. same." And uh, I, I don't really, I don't really, I've seen it now. Yeah, that's um, it. Yeah, and at least you have got enough, and you can have an informed opinion about it as well because I've actually witnessed it in all life. Yeah. You know, and, and Brian's guitar solo was pretty good. Roger, I have to say. I don't know if you guys know his drumming is really slow. He's he, ah, yeah. two drummers on stage, and you watch him, and he's really slow. On struggling, the aye. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because even in the the when we saw him in Liverpool, he, he didn't really play drums. I think he did. He did yeah. one bit drum solo drum thing. solo along with um, your man Rufus. Is, Ruf, is it? It's not his son, Rufus Taylor. Oh no, Rufus no, Taylor, no. Sorry, I, um, oh, what's that guy's name again? Kind of looks like Roger in the seventies. <laughs> so does Rufus, right enough. Is it <laughs> Tyler? Some days, Tyler. Tyler Warren. Tyler, Tyler Warren. Warren. Uh, uh, right. So um, I did a wee bit with him, just a wee back, but that was all he did in the whole gig. Um, so I think he was maybe aware. He's maybe aware of his own limitations now, you know. And yeah. you know. well, he, he did. He the key thing was he done. I'm in love with. I'm in love with my car, and the drum fills were terrible. He, he couldn't do them all. Really, you no, know right, that. Right. You you'll have seen the footage from. Um, Montreal 81 and he's oh, really going for it yeah, on, yeah, on, yeah. On, on it you know and he's struggling he cannot yeah. he can't do them but when he, he yeah. plays in his 70s but then you think but why are you why are you touring you're, then you're, yeah. why are you touring why are you charging yeah why do it yeah yeah ultimately <laughs> I mean I think that's different if they were they're were, they were filing still firing all on all cylinders you know Roger and Brian well, who are we to say that they can't do it anymore? But, you know, no, well, the whole situation is fucked up and then they can't even deliver it, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, here's where, here's where us moaning about it doesn't matter to Roger one little bit. <laughs> no, not at all. Seeing a, there was an interview with him and he said, it's uh, it's my fucking legacy and I'll do what the fuck I want with it. And he's absolutely, he's not wrong. So, he's not wrong, you know, that's the thing. Uh, as their legacy to do what they want with it, it's just disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> but, 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 but see that reaction that 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 tells you that, that they know that there's there is oh they, there's conflict yeah, with yeah. how they're how they're conducting. Queen. I, I think Brian yeah. can rest his head at night, but I think Roger has nightmares. I think I Rogers. Know. I don't think Rogers comfortable he's with any of this. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's. I think he's. He's forcing himself to. To you know, make his peace with it, you know. But again, his bank balance is is doing well. Uh, out of it, look so. at the bank balance. Look yeah, at the bank balance. That's it. And then um, and where's Brian? I think could just go. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing great stuff. You know, this is this is interesting. Because you know? he's just <laughs> Captain <laughs> Captain Cheese man. So he's yeah, just Captain like, Positive. Oh, fuck, right? <laughs> uh, exactly, man. I, I'd hate to sort of you know because I've I've done a, I've done as much of complaining as you guys do about <laughs> sort of things. You know, but finish on a high. You, you've got to finish on a high. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, you know, Let's be honest. We are so fortunate, you know what they what they've given us. 
Absolutely, the, the good more than outweighs the. the, the oh, 100%. I mean, that's the thing. Even with Brian and Roger, you know, we've been very critical of them. I mean, if 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 one of them is standing in front of me, I would be, you know, I would I wouldn't be being the big man, you know, sitting there saying, "Yeah, you're the guy that slags us off." <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Roger. <laughs> I'm sure they, I'm sure they would fucking hate us, man. Be every inch of their being, but that's cool. I think the thing, when I think of Queen, though, um, why do we like them so much? I think that it boils down to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Only Fools and Horses, and you, you'll think, right, why do you like Only Fools and Horses? And it's I like, love it. there, there's so many things attached to, when you think of Only Fools and Horses, you think of Dell, Dell and Dell's lines, you think of the mm-hmm. three-wheel band, you think of Uncle Albert during the war, you think of uh, Boise and his one-upmanship, you think of... Um, mm-hmm. Marlene, and there's so many things attached to it. Um, um, you know, uh, Dell's French phrases, but it's the same with Queen. You know, when you talk about Queen, you can you talk about the music, you talk about the lighting rigs, you talk about Dale at Live Aid, you know, yeah, the, yeah, the stomp, yeah. stomp, clap of uh, We Will Rock You, the, the clan yes. clap of Radio Gaga, the I Want to Break Free video, the you know, um. The baselines of another one bites the dust and under pressure. So many interesting things. There's so many things, and then the, and that's the popular stuff. Yeah, that's the surface. Live, yeah, we haven't yeah. even mentioned Livey, Freddie's teeth, Freddie's moustache, Brian's hair. Yeah, it just the list just goes on. So there's something for everybody. Yeah, I think, and and the thing that I haven't mentioned, and I have to mention it because Roger, and fair play to Roger, and I love him for this. Um, he obviously has got so pissed off at people talking about Freddie Mercury as, as a performer and a showman. Yeah, yeah. And all Aye, that. that's that's a good point, and actually. He, yeah. he, he really emphasises it and talks mm. about it a lot that people don't talk about the fact that Freddie Mercury was a bloody good musician. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and a very, very underrated musician. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, you know, so add that to the list of... You know, and, and we haven't even, I mean, we've barely started. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah. Aye, I know. Get you back on again, man. We'll talk more about yeah, it. Aye, absolutely. <laughs> just, you know, I'm 30, 38 years down the road now of, of being in this band and it's still there. Absolutely. You still, get that, you still get that feeling when you put the stuff, when you put anything on that you really, really love. Definitely. Um, and uh, all I can say is thank, thank you so much for having me on and. Ah, you're welcome. Thanks, great, for doing you? the, thanks, and continue to do the, to do the podcast because it's it's it really makes my day. I mean, you, I get, I listen to you on Spotify, so when you get notification, you see the blue light against the episode, and as soon as you see that blue light come up against in the lap of the yeah. balls, I'm going right. That's me. I'm away in the dog, walking the dogs. Nice. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, well, thanks for listening, Alex. And, yeah, and thanks for you. coming on. I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed talking talking to you. It's been it's been magic. Well, it's been two and a half hours down the road. So yeah, yeah. That's me. No, it's not even feel like it, you know, at all. No, but um, I think we we could probably talk talk more because I mean, I think we you know we've pretty much talked pretty much eighty five through eighties and you know now. So. Mm. Maybe next time we can talk about the start to that point, you know, maybe do yeah, it, yeah, it in reverse, definitely. you know, get, yeah, your, get your feelings about the, about the yeah. 70s and stuff, you know, so, yeah, but, um, yeah, no, but thanks again, Alex. Um, yeah, yeah, no, thanks, mate, it's been a pleasure. Uh, th- thanks again for having me on and, uh, you know, look after yourself. I'm sorry I didn't make it to your 
Oh, the the very late shout about. Yeah, that was okay. I wasn't actually wasn't well anyway when I got home. Um, you know, like everybody in December, right? Well, I'm yeah, various ailments. Yeah, 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 yeah. But well, well, we're planning a, a convention um, anyway this year. Sometimes I think we've got a few uh, people in, in in England that are wanting yeah. to meet up there. So <laughs> we'll see what we can do. That's great. Lap, lap con twenty three. Yeah, I'll we'll, uh, we'll get t-shirts. Nice ah, one, yes, yeah. <laughs> was it? Was okay. it Leighton called it the Contvention? The Contvention. So yeah, on that note, I on that note, I. Well, um, uh, I'll send you the link. I'll do, um, I'll email you that link. Um, that John Deacon. Interview. Brilliant. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah excellent. Super. Super. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing what you. What you just surprise, just keep surprising us. Don't tell me what's coming up because that's the that's the fun part. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But, okay, uh, yeah. So maybe one episode talk about what what might have happened if Freddie Mercury hadn't died. We've talked ah, about that a lot. We've talked about idea, that actually, privately, yeah. you know, about you know just what would happen, and 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 yeah, I mean, I think it would be a good episode. Um, yeah. um, I mean, I mean, we were even talking about it uh, about a week ago. Yeah, we, we, we are because it comes up. Aye, aye, aye. Nice one. Thanks again, Alex. Thanks, again. Thanks Alex. It's an absolute Thank pleasure, you. mate. Thank you. Bye, dude. Look after yourself. Bye bye. bye. bye.